Hey, this is Riley Tote, and you're listening to Corner Pop Sports. Corner Pop Sports. Fuck with my ass, man. What is up, everybody? Corner Pub Sports coming at you live for the first time in two weeks. I was uh, I was out of the country eating bratwurst and the food too, and uh, a lot of pilsners. They actually do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. English. So I was in Germany, and uh, yeah, a lot of them uh, speak English. Yeah, oh, that's good. at least in the cities. We went about an hour outside of the city to visit a, ca- a castle, and it was a little town. They did not speak English there, mm-hmm. so it was difficult. We had to just, like show pictures, and like trying to say "pardon me" in Germany, you might as well blow your brains out. It, huh. It's like this seventeen-character thing. But anyway, it was a good time. Uh, but anyway, we're back, and uh, we are going to have Jason Martinez joining us tonight. On the show, first time in a while, we, we I think probably since since the new year, I think. I don't think we had him yeah. on this year. Uh, um, so we're going to talk about some flyers. We, we covered the flyers a little bit two weeks ago, but, you know, we don't have half the knowledge that Jason does when it comes to the flyers. So it's going to be kind of cool. Yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna, it's going to be interesting to see what his take is on their offseason so far. We are going to um, rev- uh, oh. preview the AFC and NFC West divisions tonight. Talk a little Phillies. Uh, while you were drunk, we got a lot of stuff because it's you know two weeks uh, over. There's a lot of stuff that happened, controversial stuff. It's gonna be fun. So let's get right at it. What are you drinking? Oh, by the way, before we even start, we got a special drink uh, ready for when Jason does join us, but that's for later on. But what are you guys drinking now? I got uh, some victory brotherly love here. I want to read the back of the can real quick. We called them. It says, he likes it from the back. <laughs> well, don't you? Fuck. Drink beer, do good. We cultivate hops, and now through this hazy IPA, we are cultivating a universal sense of human kindness that inspires courage and ignites positive change within our communities. See through the haze and celebrate what unites us all. Brotherly love. That's like, Brotherly yeah, love. That's like the gayest thing that on the on the front of the ever on, on front of, But it's exactly what we need in the <laughs> world right now. You know what I mean? Just fr- have a brotherly love. On the front of the can, you got these two jerk off hands shaking, and they're all smashed. Like look at the hands, they're all crooked. They shaking. just came out of an asshole. Yeah. Polsky said, "Stick to hockey puck, Jason." That's perfect. That's <laughs> awesome. That's fantastic. Um, so dude. yeah, I got the uh, Breckenridge Brewery. Oh, Breckenridge is good stuff. Yeah, the vanilla porter. Yeah, really good. Really yeah. good beer. I'm drinking a Murphy's Murphy's uh, Stout. What do you got there, guy? Same thing with the Same love. Thing. Same thing. Yeah, man, it's been hot this week. So I, it was hot in Germany, actually. It was uncharacteristically hot. Like, it was like so in the, hot here last night. Uh, oh, I saw no, the devil himself no. sitting in the living room. <laughs> no 
milk was a bad choice. <laughs> milk was a bad choice. It was 90 degrees the first day we got there and 102 the next day. Whoa. Which is not. Yeah. Th- they're used to the 70s. Mm-hmm. Um, so the dude's like sweating. He's like, we got slushies. You want slushy? I'm like, yeah. So I drank like four of them. And it was, it was yeah. nice. That's basically what it was here. It was. Yeah. You're like, so but, weather-wise, but, you didn't miss nothing. But the humidity. It wasn't humid there. So it was a dry heat. But, but, dude, I'm telling you. It's 102 well, degrees. I don't care if you, what hot. kind of heat it, it is. Hot. It's hot. No, I'm telling you. Well, we landed, and we came out into the parking garage and opened that door. It was 87, I think, here that day. I was, oh, my God, I can't freaking breathe. The humidity was so strong. Really? Yeah, like, it was, like, it was bad. Wow. But wow. Uh, while we were there, I saw a guy on the beach yelling, help, shark, help. And I just laughed because I knew the shark wasn't going to help him. <laughs> What? You've had better, Sean. All right, well, I got one later. Well, that, that was good for Shark Week. <laughs> was it Shark Week? Yeah. Is it Shark Week? Yeah. Oh, no. Next thing we Yo. know, the Rock's going to come in. Why? What? Since when is the Rock the fucking spokesman for Shark Week? Wait, he was? He is now. See, he needed a paycheck. I, he's Nah, he's Rocky Maivia, yo. He needed a paycheck. He's fucking Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Not even. Yeah. Not uh, anymore. He was Dwayne The Rock Johnson when he nah, was wrestling. He's, the, he's, the, yeah. he's not The Rock no more. So, so yeah. Seriously. Serious question Nobody here. Nobody cares what he's cooking. You think he's... Who he's, gives a fuck? You think he's packing, like, big dick neck? No, he takes... Or, or, or no, is it... It's a steroid. No, it's right. He takes steroids. Or is it little? He's, he yeah, takes, it's, little. it's steroids. Yeah. So, he's six foot seven and hung like a pimple. It's, a, it's, a, it's like this. Well, I mean, I don't know. Like... You watched wrestling? Did you stare at his Johnson? What the fuck? I mean, no, you know, no the, the he just stared at the Dwayne. Why do you always turn? Nah, yeah, you, you, why do you always turn us into a cock conversation? Yeah, what is going with the cocks? I like cock. To be fair, to be no, fair. you like red rockets. To be fair, to be I fair. do like red rockets. <laughs> Looks like a tube of lipstick. Um, real quick, uh, <laughs> corner <laughs> pop, corner pop sports. <laughs> Cornerpopsports.net has been on fire this week. Cherry vanilla on your lips, Joe. <laughs> Here, hold my pinky winky. We've had a lot of articles up on our website this Some week. Red Scarlet. Um, Justin's had a couple articles. Mike's had a couple articles. Mike did a, a link tour, tour to Lincoln Financial Field. He also has his other one about Howie Roseman up. I did um, a, I did an article. Nobody cared, but I did an article. This Not this week. Yeah. Yeah, I'm talking about this before, week. Right? That was like a month ago. Ju- Justin uh, released two articles about the center fielder and starting uh, pitching positions that the Phillies <laughs> should be looking into. Um, and then we have some other stuff coming at you. Uh, the WrestleMania 40 is going to be in Philly. We have an article coming out that next Seth week. Seth had the article, too, that just came out. And the yeah. UFC, yeah. So UFC, is, that's why I want to bring it up. So Seth would normally join us this, you know, in, tonight, but uh, uh, other things are going on. So um, the UFC event is tomorrow. You can read about that on our website, cornerpotsports.net. Plenty of reading material. Plenty of re- and there's more to yeah. come. Yeah. So. More to come. More to come. All right, let's get at it before Jason joins us in about 20 minutes. So, the Phillies. Um, they came out of the All-Star break not looking too too hot at all. Uh, it, it was it was bad. But that happens to teams. Yeah, they got swept by the, one of the worst teams in baseball. Yeah. At, uh, home. at home. Yeah. Then they, they won on the road and, and won and beat two out of three. No, they were home. No, they were home. home. Oh, they were home. Okay. They won two out of three. And now they're... Against, against one of the best teams in the entire in the league. Yeah, that yeah. that was huge. Take it two out of three. Yeah, they needed the two out of three. Um, that was huge. And the second game they won, they they played small ball. Do you, do, now you guys, I I posted it a couple times. Do you know what um, Familia's ERA for yesterday's game was? One thirty five. One thirty five. 
Yeah, 135. 135.00. Like, there's no justification. Like, Rob Thompson will be running out of town, should be running out of town as fast as Girardi was. Like, not even if he keeps putting Familia in the game. Hold on. He's not going but to. But you know what the thing is? They already designated him? He's designated. Oh, all right. All right. Awesome. But you know what the other thing is? If it's you have an 8-2 lead, he used you to be should a good feel comfortable putting me in. No. No, no you shouldn't. Familia's yeah. done nothing to make to make you comfortable with. Nothing. No. I get I get where you're coming from, Mike. It's six runs. You're a major you league can, pitcher. Yeah. You, right. We need you to get three outs. That's it. Instead of like if you could give if you give up three less runs than two runs per out, we win. Right. That's all we need from you. Right. He got one out and gave up five. Five like the bases were loaded before you could not before you horrible. you could blink. He only threw nineteen pitches. Oh. Yeah, and he gave up five pitches. runs. Five runs in nineteen pitches. Well, how is that possible? He's got plenty of money to buy a new fucking lawnmower. Well, you could do mine. Mine looks like shit right now. Well, but they, they, like You're there's construction. What are you gonna do, bro? I like go with what else you got in the bullpen. The rat, every other arm in the bullpen has stepped up since something was solidified. They got put in their their regular position. Except that circle. Yeah. Hey. Uh, right, except Familia. Every other arm in the bullpen has stepped up and been really good. What's up, Dave Langle? What's up, brother? I can, that construction didn't break the air conditioner, did it? What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> it is a little. No, actually, we don't have the air on. That's why. Huh? The air's not on. Oh. Yeah. Jerry's, anyway. Jerry's sweating like a slave. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm sweating like a fucking stuck pig. Man. Um, yeah, dude, they, 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 they come out, they, they redeem themselves a little bit. And then they beat the Pirates last night, which was scary, which we're talking about. Yeah, they were up, what, 5 nothing. It was 8-2. 8-0. Oh, 8-0. 8-0 almost point. blew it. So, no, but no, right no, now, no. When Familia came in, it was 8-2. Right, right. but they were up 8-0 at oh, right, right, one right. point. And now they're only up one nothing. now. They're taking on a pitcher. They're down one nothing. Yeah, they're down one nothing. I thought they were up one Actually, the pitcher pitching tonight for the Pirates is available. Yeah, I'd, I'd be interested. Dude, he made a hell of a catch on um, Camargo. You you guys stepped out so before the game before the uh, show tonight we were pre gaming a little bit. He uh, Camargo hit a line drive to him, like just yeah, snagged it out. It, yeah. it, it was it was a nice play. It, it, they said it came off the bat ninety eight miles per hour coming at him. So we caught. Yeah. What do you have like a half a second reaction time? It, it, he literally turned and just like you know wow. just kind of flinched and caught it. It was. It, he, he probably went. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's I I'd be interested in taking. You know, Absolutely. Oh, I mean Camargo's on the plate dancing. Dancing, yeah. Yeah, dancing, I don't know. I don't know what's up dancing. He's yeah. a dancing machine. Right, Semi-sonic, so, supersonic. He's, base, ba- he's base. bouncing around like he's got fucking uh, lobster, uh, crotch lobsters. Based on um, based yeah. on uh, crotch dancing, lobsters. Dancing, 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 <laughs> oh wait, that's a real song. Rock Lobster. Ah, oh, Rock Lobster. Oh, wow, wow. <laughs> that's the name of the show. Crotch Lobster. Crotch Lobster. <laughs> penis, um, penis, penis, penis. Crotch penis. Lobster. No pubic lice. Pubic lice. <laughs> it's Angelina Jolie from South Park. Remember <laughs> uh, the Lice Capades episode? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Angelina Jolie. She's got a, a, a cock holster. A baby. We got to save our baby. Fucking speaking a different language and shit. <laughs> oh, man. It's like a tidal wave comes in. <laughs> it's like, ah! They're hanging on the air. Wasn't that a wrestler? Tidal wave. 
Tidal wave? Oh, no. Tidal wave. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> fucking ADD. <laughs> Greasy fucking long here, hair. Here, to there, to here, and back around here, and somewhere over there. And back to the... Hey, we're in wrestling. He was, like <laughs> the, he was like the principal of the high school from fucking Billy Madison. Wait, what were we talking about Cock Lobster? Where did that come from? That's fucking... Uh, I don't know. It was something about cross the Phillies that somehow went into you know, cross lobsters. That somehow went into the B fifty twos. That crabs, somehow went into crabs, cross uh, lobster. Yeah, a bunch of cross lobsters. B fifty twos. Yeah, but how did we get here? I don't that know. That went into South Park somehow. Uh, but that went into penis. Like, oh, because Angelina Jolie. That, that went into yeah, the Angelina Jolie. That went into South Park. That went into wrestling and crotch lobster. Because my balls itch. God damn it. Uh, all right, so, so the anyway. Phillies. The Phillies. <laughs> oh, so based on um, Justin's uh, articles, the Phillies do need to make a trade for either a starting f- starting pitcher or a center fielder or both. Right. So who goes? But ben, 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 ben Benanelli or whatever fuck got traded to the Yankees yesterday. For nothing. For nothing. Yeah, that's a disgrace. Bet I smelly. Bet I, bet I smelly, <laughs> Andrew Ben I smelly. For nothing. He, the dude's batting like 320. You know, he doesn't hit for power, but he's got speed. Doesn't he have 19 homers? No, he has three. Uh, oh, yeah. it's the other outfielder from Kansas. Kansas City's got oh, three uh, available. Oh, uh, Michael Taylor. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Michael Taylor. Wet yeah. under my belly. Yeah, he only... He, damn, Gary's sweating. Totally, dude. It's fucking hot down Fuck. Here. Jesus, dude. Um. So what's more important to you? Like, what do you think? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. A I, pitcher or I a center say, fielder? I would say center fielder. I, I want the everyday player. That's where I'm at. Um, a pitcher every fifth game. You have Falter, who at least kind of you could put in there. It's not going to matter in the playoffs. You're going to need a center fielder in the playoffs. You're not going to need a fifth starter in the playoffs. I agree. Um, I mean, not that they're going to. The not that, that we're guaranteed to make the right, playoffs. By right, right. That, like that's the problem getting there. But uh, I agree. I'm, Maybe I'm right. in for a center fielder. But I'm not going to lie. I'm not trading Curtis, P- Curtis Painter for anything. So like, if we got to hold on and wait. I'm holding on and waiting. I'm well, not I, trading Curtis. He's the only fucking prospect they got. Like, and you're going to need pitching. Right. So, so me personally, I think Dombrowski's looking at it like, we got Harper coming back, Segura's coming back. Those are facts that I need to trade for. So, I'm not going to trade for that. So, I'm going to go. Yeah, but, I mean, none of, that's neither a one point, of those. That's the point. If you get Harper back in the beginning of I'm September, that's back. like making a trade. Yeah, but it's not a center fielder. How's that help you send a field situation? Yeah, but that kind of the same thing. Veerlin defensively can hold down center field. Yeah, but then you, you put play. another bat like Harper in the lineup. But then you got to play Veerlin. Okay. okay. You bat him ninth. I'm all right there. You bat him ninth. Defensively, he's really good. Okay. So you have Veerling as your center fielder, and then you have. I say, I guess you're. Yeah, you're going through withdrawal. What's going taking, on over there? You're putting Hall back down. You're dropping Hall. Back to double A or whatever. Maybe you trade Hall. Mate, that, that, I, I might be on board with that. Depending on what you get back for it. But get anything for him. I think it's a young, up and coming power hitter, dude. Yeah, no, yeah, Alec like, Bone not proven. Like, no one, they're not trading Bone. They're not trading Bone, man. He's been their best third baseman for ten years, in the last 10 years. That's the thing. I, I just don't know what they can give up. They don't have a farm suit. Dombrowski moves assets. Yeah. Well, he hasn't done anything yet. 
He hasn't done anything to impress anybody yet. So, well, they haven't actually. You would think that they should have a ton of assets. They haven't fucking even been like. They haven't made a deadline deal in four years. You'd think that they may be able to build up guys. You think they have somebody by now? They got one. They got one top prospect. It's Curtis Painter. And I'm not saying he's going to pan out because Philly's, most of the Phillies prospects don't. But I'm not trading them. I mean, think about the starting pitchers that this team. Cole Hamels might be the the last really good starting pitching prospect that's come up. Nola. Uh, no, yeah, you're right. No, no, I'll give no. no, no yeah, that's pit. a good point. Yeah. He's not on that. He's not on the Hamels level. No, what? No. No. Well, no, Hamels no, won. No, 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 no. Not Hamels was, was the World Series MVP, but Nola has not yet put together a full season. No, and he's actually starting to look like he might be falling off. The yep. Way Agreed. Done. Last three years, that's what happens to him. Yep. Right, season. that's what we're saying. Yeah. We, we agree. Like like, his so la- I, his last not, couple starts, he's that's starting why, to look like that guy. That's yeah. why I'm kind of wondering if Noel is even even like somebody that we tout as a, a, as a prospect. Like, so trade that. Or like he's a, a, a good, good – uh, No, he's, a, he's been a good homegrown talent. But – but if he can't last a whole year, does I, that make I him good? I don't know. Like, I, I under, like I hear you, but like I guess it depends on your definition of good. If you're fine with a half year, that's, yeah, that, that's a good point, Mike. That's a good point. Like, can you consider him a good homegrown prospect? Like, he can't. Like, get, are, you, are you happy right now? Let's say we're going into the playoffs. And he's your second pitcher. If he's pitching the way he's been for the the, the, the whole season, I'm still putting him know. in that category. Though right. he, he's still a pitcher who came through. Who's a yeah, he made the All Star team. Like he's a good, he's a good pitcher. So the, he he he's in that conversation of a homegrown guy who's come through, who's become a a know, solid a solid pitcher, major like, league yeah. player. He's yeah. a good pitcher up until August, right? That's you know, which so, is the most important. So actually, so Gary and I talked about something last night um, as um, we jerked each other off. <laughs> Do you trade Nola? You know, is Nola the guy you're gonna you're gonna move? Because you're almost That's like you're almost wondering like you're waiting for it to happen. He's gonna collapse again. Do you try? But here's the thing. That's an do intriguing you, question. Do you trade him, and what are you gonna get for him? That's well, I mean, that's yeah. It's it's always it's that's the question. It's always like, well, okay, like, sure. What am I getting back? Right. Like, I if, guess, so I guess the I guess the overall question is before you get into what you're getting, he's not untouchable. Right, like if somebody calls you and says, but you know. Is there anybody you, on this team that's untouchable? Yes. Harper. Bryce Harper, Kyle Schwarber, and Nick Cassianos. They're untouchable. Wheeler's untouchable. Wheeler, Dominguez, Alvarado. I'm not trading Alvarado. Alvarado has been lights out for the past two months. Yes. Like it looks like he figured something out. Now, Cassianos. He, no, he's untouchable. Really? Why? Yes. How, why? His first year in Don't get irritated. I'm not. His first year in Cincinnati, he hit 18 homers and batted two fucking 15. Right, Ryan. But in and the, in his the, last three years in Cincinnati, he batted close to 300, averaged 31 homers and 92 RBIs. Ryan, I get what you're saying, but he don't play there no more. So and he plays for the Phillies and in, in the baseball. And I. What have you done for me lately? Uh, and but I get it's been one year. I get he's got a nine-year pedigree of batting two eighty. Mm-hmm. He averages twenty-eight homers and eighty-eight RBIs a year. Did not, he for, did he forget how to hit? Not here. 
Yeah, I'm. I'm Jared, it's a half a season. I'm still on the train. I, it's I still a half think a he season. turns it around. You I, know what I mean? I'm not giving up on Sutton. And his first year in Cincinnati, he was worse than he's been this year. I'm not saying I don't like the guy, and I'm hoping for him to turn it around, but he's not untouchable. Yeah, he is. I'm no, not trading. He's movable. And, no, and the other not. thing is, is like yeah, he's, yeah. Got, so, he's got so a big he, salary, so, so you're getting batting, rid of a bigger right, salary. So he's batting 220 right now. He's got eight homers, and he can't figure nothing out. You're trading for him with a $100 million contract? It depends on what you get for him. No, a team like another team, right? Another right, team, right, right? Because of how bad he is right now, they're not right, going to so, take it. So, that well, mean, I mean, if, like that don't mean he's untouchable. Though. It means for the right, like it would have to be. You're not going to sell him for pennies on the dollar now. Right, right. I'm not selling him. You just signed him. Yeah, I'm. I'm not doing that either. I'm, you just signed him. He he's got a pedigree. He's having a rough start. He'll be. F- I, I I have confidence he's gonna be. So fine. do I. So I do I. When it's all said and done, when his career in Philly's done, I hope so. His numbers are gonna match what he's done through his career. Like it's inevitable. He's got a nine-year pedigree. Well, inevitable. You know, inevitable. You know how Philly fans, Philadelphia fans are. Ryan. Well, that's the thing. That's, we, uh, because the group of Philadelphia, like a group of Philadelphia fans, are fucking stupid. When you put them together, and, and there's a bunch of them, they're stupid. We're like lemmings. They're dumb. Individually, Philly fans are really smart, really knowledgeable. Yes. When you put them together in a group, they're dumb. Just like this fucking show. Well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> bunch of childs. It's true. Um, but, no, I mean, I think that there's... Um, I think that there, there are... There's, there's enough idiot Philadelphia fans that make... It seemed like in a group, there's everyone's stupid. Dave Langle agrees. He he said he's going to be fine. I I actually put a tweet out on Corner Plus Sports on Twitter. I said, count me on the uh, the the you know Nick Castellanos. Yeah, Nick Castellanos will be fine, boss. You yeah. know, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But like, I I still think he's going to be okay. I I'm not. There's there's other <clears throat> pages. That we follow yes. closely, yeah. who are just trashing them constantly. Like, it's tough to watch. That's all. I saw one. So a preview, uh, a, a preview came out for the new Shazam movie, right? And Citizens Bank is getting torn apart, right? And, and so it's pretty cool, you know. It's a pretty cool sequence and all. Someone immediately wrote, "If only JT Romoto and Nick Cassianos were in the build in yeah. the in the stadium and they die." And I'm like, really? Wow. Like, why would you fucking say something like yeah, that? Why would you say that? Like. Yeah, it, 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 I know. Booch, like, booch bomb in the house, Joey Bucci. What's like, up, brother? Like, relax. Like, like, you know, just calm down. Cassianos is actually one swing away. <laughs> Ironically, Dave and Bucci back to back, both asked about Didi. Right. All right, we'll get to that. But Re- trade Reese or Didi? Well, obviously, Didi, but you're not—you're not, not, you're not going to get him. right. You're—you're you're not going to get nothing for him. Right. You get a bag of rocks and a can right. of concrete. <laughs> and yeah, one more fuck? thing. And one, a can of concrete. One yeah. more thing on the Cassianos thing. I work with retards. He—he's <laughs> <laughs> not a dude who believes in analytics or stuff. Uh, 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 Cassianos. Cassianos believes. He, I love his attitude. He's one swing away from figuring it out. One swing. I, as soon as he good. finds that one swing, and it and he knows it, that's it. I like. Well, the, I like. So he's one swing away from carrying us for six weeks. And I'll tell you what. But why is it so hard for him to find it? I think uh, what I think happened, honestly, is he came here. 
signed a massive contract and put and all pressing. kinds of pressure on himself. Yeah. And then Bryce Harper got hurt, and he's like, I have to carry the team. It's living in that fucking cocksucker's house he lives in. That, I, I'm yeah. not going there. I'm not going there because I, I'm not going there. You, Of course you had to bring it up. I'm not going there. Though. So, you know what? I got to I gotta ask. We, we heard about the incident with Salisbury and, and Castellanos. I think Salisbury was a douche. So do I. I think I think Castellanos had every right. Like, you, you're asking a question that you know he knows. He, I get that it's you're poking question. the bear. Polsky like, said. Polsky w- said training for a Pericles and a jar of Vaseline. So, my my thing is like, jar? don't ask Why the don't ask if you want to ask a question. Yeah. Don't ask the poke the bear question. Right. Just ask the fucking. question. Did you hear the booze? No. Just say, hey, you heard the booze. What, what do you what feel you, about whatever. it? Whatever. Like, like, what's whatever your thoughts your, about whatever it? Whatever your question's going to be. Did you hear the booze to follow it up with another question? It's stupid. Right. You're being a dick. Yes. And you got called on it for being a dick, and then you got your... And then you, know, you got your you panties got, in a bunch, and yeah. you acted like a and fucking... So the whole video, Salisbury's, and Salisbury's cranking him. Yeah, he's in right. the space about yeah, 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 it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, Salisbury's he, like, oh, you hurt my feelings. I'm I'm a prestigious, like, writer. Yeah. And this, oh, fuck so, you. So apparently the next day, they, they, like, shook hands and everything's okay. God what forbid. A, you know, who gives a fuck? Um, Bucci said, Bucci said Reese has Salisbury a lame duck, steak, it's lame, duck con- <laughs> lame duck contract. I had no problem with Jim Salisbury's reporting or anything like that. I just think he was, I think he was wrong. And, of course, the media is going to back their counterpart. Well, yeah, no, I mean, the, the media, right. Yeah, you can't go with the media on that one right. because... It was, a, it, was a, it was a well-edited video where you see that, and then it's edited out 90 seconds later, and it's those two are arguing with each other. They didn't put the in-between part. Someone else had that and released that, and Salisbury's egging them on. Right. Because I was like, what the fuck, dude? Like, you know, What's your fucking problem? Yeah, like, what's your deal? Do like, I not know I suck right now? That's a stupid fucking question. Like, what the fuck? And he was right. It yeah. was a stupid question. Anyway, um, before uh, Jason joins us, uh, before Jason joins us, uh, real quick, I want to hit on the 76th place, the 76th place, which is the proposal by the 76ers um, right in Center City. And by the way, there's breaking news. The NBA is opening a tampering investigation against the team over James Harden, P.J. Tucker, and House, Daniel House. All three, they're going to get hit. They're gonna get fined. Yeah. Oh, oh who fucking cares? Yeah. I mean, Ed, if you Ed lose Eddie a draft helps. pick, they're not gonna lose a draft pick. They're gonna get fined. Well, yeah. who fucking cares? It ain't my money. So, yeah, and, and, and who's getting and, and the guy getting fined's a billionaire. You don't right. Care like, shit. I don't, that, that, that is what it is. But the tampering, I, I I'm sorry, I don't mean to cut you off, Sean, but I think I know where you're going with this. The tampering, like seriously. Seriously, you put the a whole f- fucking league. The whole LeBron, 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 LeBron James tampers every day. Yeah, <laughs> the guy's on a contract for two years. I'd love what ex- to play with what him. Exactly right. is, what exactly is the tampering? I guess you talked saying- to him before the legal tampering period. So you tampered before it was legally able to tamper. Mm-hmm. So guys sign a balls. contract a minute after, like, the thing starts. Right. But that's not that's legal not tampering. tampering. Yeah. No. Right. But right. this Harden thing is, is it because Harden said, like, just give me whatever's left? Like, I don't see I mean, what's... It, it's the NBA. The, the, again, over and over and over and over. The NBA is a complete joke. Yeah, it's ridiculously like it's dumb. I don't see what I don't see what Harden did as being wrong. Like, all right, you know what? I want to win. Like, was he wrong for saying I'm, I, I'm see, staying I, here? I, I don't know if it's that or if it's if it's um when they got him. 
for I, Brooklyn? I, yeah, I don't know. Like, did they know that he wanted to come here? So uh, yeah, Maury works something. Like, did Maury talk to him on the side? Like, everyone knew that Harden was coming back here anyway. Like, that wasn't. He, said, the, he said he was coming yeah, back the day, the, day, the, the day, the last day of the season. He said, we'll work something out. He said, it the day, he said the day, the day they traded for him, his press conference. He said, this is where I want to be. I'm going to be here. Yeah, he's, he's not going anywhere. Like, I, 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 I don't get it. The yeah, NBA, like, but anyway, so so the Sixers released these plans to to, to do seventy six plays in Center City, a facility, some restaurants, some other stuff. Um, you know, so what do you guys? I mean, think are of, they going to knock? I guess they're, they're going to have to knock down a shit ton of buildings, right? I mean, is there going to be a parking lot? Yeah, what the fuck are they going to do? Few, yeah, there's a few buildings there. You know what? What is Madison like? Does Madison Madison Square Garden doesn't have any parking, right? No, you can't no, park anywhere. No. And the where, only way you can get there is the, transportation. I guess. Where are Washington, same thing. I saw that state in the, right in the and, middle of nowhere. Then like, where the Sixers are playing in this? You don't need a car. No, you don't. No. You don't. You don't need a car. You just take SEPTA. Yeah, but is there enough SEPTA? Like, yeah. Uh, yes. Yes. On a Sixers and, game and night, don't, don't up it, dude. Like, like. Bucci said it should be the Navy Yard. I I like that idea, but I. The backlash of this idea, I stop. Stop. Yeah, I mean, I, Traffic look, is fucked up wherever the stadium is. Wherever it is. Wherever it is. At least now you're not going into that, that, that weird part of the year where the Phillies have a home game and the, and the uh, Eagles have a home game. To yeah, where I mean, it's in the same – to where it's, you're in the same area and you can't fucking move. Right. The, 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 the Sixers and the Flyers can have a home game the same night it's far enough in the city where the traffic from this one is not going to hurt the traffic from this one. Well, so, I mean, there can't, like, I, if there's no parking, I mean, there's not going to be any traffic anyway. But it's still going to fuck up shit up with that foot traffic walking to the subway. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, so, uh, Bucci City can't tailgate, but people don't tailgate for the Sixers anyway. It's not like the Eagles. I've gone to about. It's not like the Phillies. I've, I've never gone, tailgated for a Sixers. I've gone to about seven or eight Sixers games in my life. Never tailgated for one. I've gone to 15, 16. No, no. I've gone to at least 30 Eagles games. Never. Uh, always tailgated. Every right. single game. Phillies. Going to about probably. The time. Right. Probably yeah. 50, 60, 70 Phillies games in my life. Tailgated every one. Yeah. So I. I I just and you can go to a bar up the street. I was just gonna say you can. You can go to a bar, yeah, right there, right around the corner somewhere. Yeah, there's there's ways to figure it out. Yeah, I mean, I just I don't care. I, I worry about the, I don't revenue, the revenue it's gonna bring to that part of the city. Tailgated Hooters, Polsky said. There you go. I don't. I don't. I, I gotta be honest. Like, I go to a game a year, if that. Maybe a game every two years, Sixers game. So it's not a big deal to me. It's been a while since I've been to one. I, yeah. The last, actually, that's true. The last one I went to, I didn't go for one. I didn't go to one this past season. I went to a playoff game the year before. Yeah, I um, yeah, I remember that it's against been, Washington. And I, actually, it was the game that Russell Wilson got, or Russell Wilson, what? Russell Russell got the popcorn thrown yeah. at him. Um, I've had. Uh, it's probably been five, six years, seven B- years. Who'd you say? What about Susie's Lounge? Tailgate, tailgate at Susie's Lounge. I All feel like that's a. That's a there's a bar there, Susie Lounge. It's a hooker joke, man. Oh yeah, let's do it, dude. Yeah, like. Oh, now you're in. Yeah, I'm in. Sounds like a she pig. got a dog. Sounds like a pig. Sure, they can range out. <laughs> Some scarlet red to- toothpaste, uh, tooth, uh, the lipstick. 
Well, that was Brian per- goes to the blue parrot. The blue what's the blue <laughs> What's the blue parrot? That's a gay bar. That's a you know. Oh, is it? Yeah, it's a gay bar. Well What's wrong with that? Because there's this guy who he's got a really so all right. So this guy's ass. It, it's really, really, wait, really wait, hold nice. Hold on, hold on. It's clean. I'm sorry. He pulled up an Alexis. He had a really So nice just so you know, we have we have our guest in the lobby. It's He's clean. probably about it's to clean. log off. It's clean. You know what I mean? The bar is clean or it, the guy's ass no, is clean? No, the guy's ass is really, See, really I clean. I don't want to hear this. So you're um, it's, it's snipped. Are you nimming it, it, It's snipped. You know, his name is Tito. You know what I mean? He's got four. He's got four really nice paws. Tito thinks Ryan's Nito. Yeah, he's got. Four, <laughs> he's got oh, it's he's got four really nice paws. You know. Uh, all right. So listen. The he's next all he's groomed nicely. He's nice and fucking bad. His coat no is all shiny. Shiny. Sean said no more shit, Dick. The next time you hit your life, Ryan, just remember it's all about perspective. All right. I have a friend. If you're just joining us, I'm Jermaine Allensworth. <laughs> I have a and this is perspective. <laughs> I have a friend who has sex two to three times a day, exercises twice a day, reads two books a week, and complains how much he hates prison. So, <laughs> uh, with that, we're gonna welcome our guest, Mr. Uh, Jason Martinez. What is yo, up, brother? Yo, 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 yo. What's up? The fuck, am I walking into tonight? <laughs> you're in trouble. What's I wasn't even sure what the hell you were talking about, but. We didn't know either. Right? None of us up. do. Like it went. <laughs> we were talking about the '76 place, and then it came to that. Oh, oh, that's right. Because we were talking about where to tailgate, and we were talking about Susie's uh, Lounge. Susie's Lounge. And, yeah, and the yeah. Blue Parrot. The the Look, Blue Parrot. you have to you have to really follow the the dots. It's 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 hard. A lot of ADD yeah, going I was on tonight. That. No, yeah, I'm not either. I, I, my eyes roll beyond my head like several times on this. I show. Tend to follow the money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well. Blame it on we we've been up to man like we we I think it's been not, not quite a year but close but what have you been up to dude? Holy shit! Has it been that it's long been, since I've been on with you guys? A little while, yeah. Wow. Um, just kind of trying to enjoy the off season right now. Trying to just it's hard. You know. It's a fire stand. <laughs> yeah, it hasn't been easy, boys. You know, like here's the way. Like somebody asked me, I was into Wawa one day, and a guy's like. Like, how do you like decompressing from the season? This was about a month after it ended. So this is like mid late May. And I said, you know, doing what I do for the team, doing the games and a daily podcast and all that after the last two seasons, it's kind of like an insulation installer that installs insulation in an attic. And when you install fiberglass insulation, you fucking know you installed fiberglass insulation because it's in your pores from a month after. Yep. And you can't wash itching, it out. Itching. It's just got to work its way out. And that's what it felt like. Mm. Fiberglass in my pores. Yeah. Worse than crotch I, I, I felt, I've, I've really felt bad. For, <laughs> first than what? Crotch, crotch lobsters. <laughs> What's he drinking over there? We're drinking a Murphy's Stout. Actually, we got a beer. We got a beer. I picked up a beer um, just for tonight. When you're on, so once I'm done this, we're gonna break that out. I think you'll appreciate it. Oh, um, nice. Yeah, not like you can have any, but <laughs> you know, unfortunately, <laughs> virtually well, I'll have. Yeah, you know, virtually you'll have one. We, we've, uh, we've been having you. We've been asking you to come over, so we gotta. Yeah. Yeah. It was, you know, it was kind of a late, uh, late addition this week. Well, that's true. Yeah. He, he's, he's, yeah. he's got plans this weekend, so it would have been tough. I'm heading to the shore tomorrow. Yeah, with the family. So, oh, nice. but yeah, coming out and hanging with you fuckers tonight and being shit can uh, tomorrow morning yeah. and hungover as hell is no way to start a vacation. The only yeah. sitting in the well, all you gotta do is drive down like the shore. You're all right. <laughs> and it's Ocean City, Maryland, so it's fucking farther. Oh yeah, uh, oh, yeah. yeah. I did that. I've never I been could, there before. I could see this like eight o'clock tomorrow morning. 
These fucking guys. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck? So I, I I have thought about you, you know, during oh. during all this during all this stuff because Holy this, fuck, this, man. this couldn't have been easy for you, man. Because you know, you're trying to stay positive. You're trying to look at things through, uh, you know, a certain perspective. Being that you know you do the post game shows, you, you know. You, oh, by the way, the roundtable was awesome. Um, that was fantastic. That was a great watch. Uh, I I really enjoyed that. So, uh, you there know, being a lot of elements of that I did not agree with, but anyway. I yeah I know, Which and we'll and, get into, I'm and sure, I'm but. yeah, and I'm sure you kind of have to bite your tongue a little bit because of who you're surrounded with and that kind of thing. Yeah, but. I mean, look, I work for the team, right? Right, right. I don't hide from it. I I don't work for the team. What I have to do. When I'm coming up with content, either on a post game show, which it, which I lose it a lot more on that in that situation because it's so fresh. Mm-hmm. You know, if the team goes out and plays horribly and blows a three goal lead in the third period, like happened so many times this year, and I'll blow a gasket. But you know, when I do the daily podcast, like first of all, nobody wants to tune in every day mm-hmm. and hear a guy just starting their day with fucking misery, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So I come on. And what I try and do is, you know, doing this as long as I have, I have to try and remove the emotional reaction of a fan and come up with an analytical reaction based on what happened and talk about it. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's not hard because, you know, you're doing this day in and day out and you do get very frustrated when you see the same mistakes repeated. But, uh, you know, overall, that's what I try and do and try and remove that element of being a fan and provide what I see, why I think it happens, good, better, and different, and what can be done to either accentuate it, do it more if it's good, and, you know, not accentuate it if it's bad. So that's that's kind of the tactic that I take. I've never had the team come to me and say, you were too harsh or anything like that. Mm. And there's been times when I've been really harsh. I mean, this summer I said on one of my podcasts that Morgan Frost needs to shit or get off the pot. You know, he's a first round pick. He's been in, you know, this is going on a long time now. Now it's time. Yeah. And, you know, and I'll say things and, and, you know, sometimes I half expect to get a call about it, but I never have. So that's a great thing. They, they let yeah, me have my good. opinions and my autonomy, which is good. Great. So, you know what, Jason, let, let, let's get into it. And in, in today's NHL, it's a lot of finesse, speed and, you know, shooting a puck. And, and I mean, it, we got Tortorella. Is his system going to work in today's NHL? Yeah, I mean, he's he's changed. That's the one thing about Torts is there's a lot of misconceptions about him as a head coach, both strategically, um, both mentally in the way he handles players and perceptually from the media and what's been reported and kind of what the talking points are when you talk about John Tortorella. Mm-hmm. And I saw some people when Torts was hired posting things like, oh, my God, I feel sorry for the Flyers players. First of all, players love playing for him. This notion that guys hate playing for him is – N- look, not every player that plays for any coach is not all of them are going to love him. I've seen like but one, the, like one negative, like one player came out and like, oh, good luck, Philly, and that was it. Yeah, I, I well, that was Dubinsky, but he, and oh, he was yeah, half yeah, being yeah. tongue in cheek. I mean, he actually enjoyed playing for Torts. Yeah. I I found quotes of him talking about how Torts got a lot out of him. So I think that was, but but look, there is good luck in it because it's like, look, he's going to push it. He's going to be hard. It's not going to be a fucking country club, you know. He's not hands off. He's going to push you into uncomfortable positions. But I've always believed that elite athletes want to be pushed to those limits because they're insanely competitive 
And sometimes you can't get there on your own. Look at Michael Jordan in the Last Dance documentary. Mm-hmm. This fucking nut job was creating storylines in his head to hate guys, yeah. to yeah. take himself to the next level. Yeah, Like, they yeah. don't mind being pushed. Yeah. Like, that's baloney. And I talked to probably 14 guys that played for Torts, um, and not all of them are on this Flyers team. So Cam Atkinson, I did talk to him about it, but I talked to guys, and to a man, they loved playing for him. And, you know, you always know where you stand. I think that's important for pro athletes. So there's some narratives, but from a system standpoint, to answer your question, you know, he's a guy that runs a very up-tempo offensive system. The notion is that he wants you to play D, play D, block shots, play D. That's mm-hmm. bullshit. Mm-hmm. He's got a 2-1-2-4 check that's very aggressive, that is entitled to get in, pressure the puck, turn the puck over, and create scoring opportunities off it. And you haven't seen many guys, you know, suffer numbers-wise that, that are often like Cam Atkinson scored 41 under right, John Tortorella. Right, right. He scored 35 under John Tortorella. He also killed penalties. He also did the right things in the D zone. Uh, but it is, a, it is an aggressive system. Um, you know, the question will be, because they ran a 2-1-2 under Elaine Vigneault, do they have the pieces to run the system properly? At points last year, they didn't because right. they couldn't get in on the four check. You got to yeah. get the puck deep. F1's got to go in and get on that man immediately. F2's got to take away the D to D. You know, the defense has to be up on the blue line ready to pinch once you force them to a specific side. And if you do those things and execute it, teams will hand you the puck on occasion and you'll create a great uh, off-the-transition offensive zone scoring chance, usually a high-danger chance. So, um, you know, that notion that he's a dinosaur is is untrue. And I think he's changed a lot over the years. He's he's a guy that used to try and control everything. This is what he told me when I sat down with him. Um, he said, I used to can try and control everything a player does, but... I look at these players now, and this is him talking, and he said, I could never do what they do mm. athletically. Right. So why am I trying why am I, in my limited athletic ability, trying to tell them what to do mm-hmm. in that situation when time and space is gone or opportunities there or you know, the easy plays there? You know, mm. he's he wants them to be accountable, do the right things and the smart plays, but also make plays. Mm. And so I think the last thing with Torts, real quick is this, guys. There's always a notion when there's a, a coach that's hired that's up there in years and has tenure that they're not good at playing younger players and developing younger players. Not the case with Torts at all. No. Look throughout his history, all the way back to Tampa. I mean, Marty St. Louis, undrafted player. He's in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. You know, Vinny LeCavier would have been a good player, but Torts really brought him along properly. Look at just recently with Zach Warinsky and Seth Jones. Yeah, he went Columbus. Warinsky's yeah. a tough guy. Like, yeah. he's, a, he's a guy that roams all over the place. Not a lot of structure. Torts let him be him. Be him. And he's an all-star for it. So he, he's developed players, too. So he needs to do that with the Flyers, developing young players. And he needs to get certain players on the team, their development curve at the NHL level, like Konechny and Provorov, back pointed in the right direction and net positive. Yeah. Like, will we see a more of established, uh, establishing the check games type coaching? Yeah, I mean, look, the game's not all about, you know, physicality anymore. There are some physical elements, and the Flyers added some size because they felt like they got pushed around. I always said that, you know, they had the Broad Street Bullies thing for so long, and then the game's not there anymore. We all know that. It's kind of evolved past that. But I think what the Flyers did, in particular in the last couple of years, was overcorrected the steering wheel a little bit, and they went too far the other way and were too easy to play against. There was no accountability on the ice. You could come across the middle of the ice and not worry about getting blown up. And, you know, they brought in some pieces. Ristolainen's a piece that can do that. A big, heavy guy, strong, can skate like a 
I mean, he's a freak athlete. And then you look at some of the other pieces, whether it's Zach McEwen on the fourth line or uh, Nick Delarier, you know, they do have some, some bigger pieces now because they have some big guys like Couturier is a big guy and Hayes is a big guy, but they don't play big, heavy guy minutes. You know, they don't play the game physically like that for their stature. They're more finesse players as bigger players. So you need some of that. And they had a little bit more last year. Didn't help them. They needed more. I think they went out and got more. But, uh, yeah, that's something that's really important. And losing Ellis killed them, too. Uh, you know, I, I think well, yeah. hopefully he comes. Yeah. yeah, hopefully. Right. And hopefully he comes back and, and comes back strong. At least if he's 80% of what he was, that's going to be an improvement. Yeah, I wouldn't bank on it. No, you don't think so. I, I, that's what yeah. it sounds like. It's, it sounds like there's a little concern there. Uh, right. It doesn't look good. Yeah. yeah. Which precipitated some other moves, which, you know, kind of brought them to D'Angelo. And to bring Braun back as a third pairing right side guy, so what, because what your, of that variable of not knowing if he's going to be available. What are your thoughts on D'Angelo? Because, you know, obviously he had a little bit of a checkered past, but he comes out here and, and Torts immediately is defending him and saying, "I don't, I don't want a, a, a choir boy. I want someone who's going to have you know a little fight to him." Throwing off your attitude. Yeah, as a, as a player, do you think that was a uh, a smart? And a good pickup for them. Well, I think, I, I think you're right in the sense that you got to look at it from two different lenses. You got to look at it from the on ice lens and you got to look at it from the off ice lens because there is some things in his past that um, are less than desirable. And, you know, he went to Carolina last year and kind of approved it situation after being sent packing by the Rangers and toe line. Did it, you know, stayed within the boundaries of, you know, teammate and, handling himself publicly and all of those things and seems to have matured. Now that's only a year. So there's still more to prove there for sure. And it, that and was under a good Brindamore. team too. Mm-hmm. What's right? that? Yeah. And that was under a, a good team where, you know, that had structure and was playing with a sense of purpose where the Philadelphia team hasn't been as good. So you wonder like the Rangers weren't good. You wonder if that might kind of make them fall back into that. Bingo. I think it's a great point, and I've talked about it. You know, it's easy when you're on a team like Carolina, who is one of the top teams in the NHL, uh, and things are pretty much going swimmingly most of the time. If things aren't going swimmingly here, and he's a competitive guy, he's an emotional player, and emotional guys, the result matters a ton. And that can that can unravel a guy, you know, psychologically, and that's when problems can happen. So it's absolutely something to keep an eye on, the off-ice stuff. Um, from an on ice perspective, I was a little, it was a little bit of a head scratcher for me um, because, not because of what they gave up. They gave up three draft picks with a combined 12% chance to make the NHL. You know, a second, third, and a fourth round pick, and all in different years. And the one year or third they gave up, they have three picks in the third round that year. So the package to me wasn't that significant. But what is significant, you know, the money, the $5 million on a two year deal, you know, $10 million over the term. It's interesting because, okay, is he a top-pairing guy? Is he here to replace Ellis because they don't think he's going to be good to go? And if Ellis is healthy, then okay, is he? Your, I guess he's your third-pairing guy. But at $5 million, that seems expensive to me. Mm-hmm. Um, a top-pairing guy, he was a top-pairing guy last year with Jacob Slavin, and they were great. And, you know, Slavin and, and his game really complemented each other. He's not a great defender, but you will defend less with him on the ice. And I think that with Provorov, you really need a guy that can handle, you know, those passes out of the zone. It's something Provorov's not good at. We saw it again last year. 
egregious turnovers up the middle of the ice. You know, the other team coming the other way, reading that. Um, so if if he can do those things and, you know, play his defensive role, but they just don't defend as much, then it, it'll be a good acquisition. But again, to me, it's like you got two guys, him and Ristolainen, kind of in that same, you know, three, four D-man role, making the same money. And is that a great thing? Can, and can he, and again, with Provorov, can he defend every opposition's top line? That's a big, big task. You're going to get Ovechkin one night. You're going to get Crosby the next night. You're going to get that Sebastian Ajo line in Carolina. You're going to get Barkov and now, uh, you know, Kachuk when you take on Florida. You're going to get Stamkos and Kucherov when you take on that top line of the opposition. You're going to get Drew Drew and Dabrinkat when you take on Ottawa. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're going to get some – you're always going to get a good line that you're going to have to – I mean, you're not looking to totally mute them. I mean, that's the goal, obviously, but – you got to just minimize the damage that they can do. You look at that year that Niskanen was here mm-hmm. and that oh. top pairing. Mm-hmm. Ovechkin in four games that year, zero points against the Flyers. Wow. The yeah. Bergeron, Marchand, um, Pasternak line that year against the Flyers, mm-hmm. four points in four games. You know, like yeah. you look, and this is combined points. Yeah. So that, that was a big key as to why the Flyers stepped up. And look, like, look, Matt Niskanen is not Bobby Orr. He's not Chris Pronger. He's not a great player, but the two complemented each other extremely well. Yeah. Oh, it's, that, it's better than that liability ghost is bare. Yeah, yeah, ghost can't defend his way out of a wet paper bag. Yeah. Good stick at the blue line on defending the blue line, but if the puck gets behind him and he's got to go into a board battle, it's all over, Johnny. Yeah. He yeah. can't do it. Yeah, his name yeah. his name suits him. He's a ghost. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's got offensive upside and skill, but he turned into a net negative player. Yeah. You know, even though he had 51 points last year, he was still – Massively net negative. Like, look at him and D'Angelo. D'Angelo last year, fifty-one points. He was on a good team, and Ghost was on a donkey. But yeah, yeah. Ghost was minus thirty last year with fifty-one points. D'Angelo was plus, I think, thirty-one. Wow, with a, fifty-one points, yeah. huge difference. So, yeah. Jason, um, you brought up uh, Vigneault and and him um, playing the same style. I, I know that he was kind of a a little bit more of a hard nosed type guy. You know that was supposed to get a, you know touted as a great coach, got a lot out of him. Do you see any comparison? Do you think that I mean I, I take it you take think that Tortorella is a better coach, and and obviously has some different stylistic things. But do you see any parallel things there? Do you see any similarities? Do you think that there's a pro, that there's concern that he's going to be similar and it's going to have similar results or? Well, I think the only similarity is that they both run a two-one-two forecheck. I think the way they handle their group is far different. Okay. Av was a a, a, a lieutenant guy. Um, Torts is a sergeant, a drill sergeant. He's the dude in, he's Sergeant Gunny Highway in Heartbreak Ridge. <laughs> Adapt, <laughs> overcome. Nice. You know that whole thing. Right. That's what he is, and he's a guy that gets his fingers into the, into the you know the meat and turns it and creates different elements and dynamics of a team and how they feel, you know, and, and how they attack a game. AV was more of like, Hey, let uh, Mike Terry and Mike Yo kind of handle those things. And I'll handle, you know, the other stuff, and, you know, AV's tenure is a little weird because he went through the pandemic and the bubble and everything and the struggles and all that. And he lost the team as a result of it. You know, he stopped doing video sessions. I was like, okay, now you got to move on, you know? And when that happened and, you know, AV's pompous, there's no doubt about it. 
Tort's not pompous. Tort's aggressive, you know, loves his players. AV is a distant guy. So there's a big difference in the way okay. they handle that, them as people. That's, that's good to hear, though, because, like, he he always like, – I was never the biggest fan. Like, me personally. I don't know how these guys feel. I was never the biggest fan of him um, because he always appeared – to me, as as like a very honest, but I thought he was pompous, and to at hear least you, to the media, when you when you hear him talk about the media and this and that, yeah, right, and getting yeah. in fights with reporters and stuff he like that, he just always came across as a douche to me. Yeah, but but it's Who good. did Tortorella or AV? Tortorella, Torts, yeah, I love it. You attitude. see, I always looked at his. I love look. It. I've been a member of the media for twenty eight years. You'd think I'd be like kind of like fuck that guy, right? Yeah, I've always. You always got to. If you look behind to the second level and third level of what he's doing, what he's doing is he's just making himself the enemy and taking the pressure off his players. Mm-hmm. And right. you know what yeah. players like yeah. think of that? They fucking love it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah, you stick out for me, I'll perform for you. Yeah. Yeah. So um, uh, another question for you. So um, I'm probably the biggest pessimistic Flyers fan you'll ever hear. Uh, the, like 50 no, years. He's like, been on Twitter. He, yeah, he's heard worse. The, the, uh, right. Yeah, you have. Right. right. So. <laughs> Like, we all know the shape the Flyers are in right now. Um, I, th- I don't know if there's any, like, serious goal to, uh, goal scorer on this team. Like, I don't know. Maybe something could be developed. So, my question is, a coach like Tortorella, highly touted, he would have had a job anywhere, really, that he chose. Why did he, co- he choose the Flyers? Like, what does he see that – None of us really do. Well, I think towards, and he mentioned it, so I'll take him at his word that going all the way back to his Tampa days, just kind of like identified like from his personality with this fan base in this city. So like, it's kind of like the shoe fits, not just not because there's a vowel that ends his name as a Paisan, right? Uh, and the whole Italian thing in Philadelphia, but it's, it's more about just the mentality of what this fan base appreciates, what this fan base kind of is all about, you know, working hard and being honest, playing the game honestly. That's That was the word that came up when I talked to all those guys that play him, that played for him, that loved, loved him. They all just said, if you play the game honestly, you got no issues. But playing the game honestly, the first person you got to be honest with is yourself. Mm-hmm. And if you go home and you look in the mirror when you fucked up and you want to make excuses to yourself, then you're almost beyond saving at that point. So you, it's about accountability, but it's also about personal accountability. So I think Torch just saw this as a place that he wanted to be because I think he knows he wants to do something really special here. It's going to take a little bit of time, but he knows he'll be treated like a god here if he can do it mm-hmm. because he, he's a smart guy. He knows the history of the game. He knows the history of the Flyers, and he knows what the Flyers not only mean to the city, but they mean to the NHL. The NHL is in a better place when the Flyers yep. are good. Yeah, It just yep. – there's certain teams like the Rangers when they're good that helps the NHL. Chicago, yes. Boston. Montreal, of course. Toronto, of course. Yeah. So those teams, there's really important markets, and Philadelphia is one of them. And right now, they're in, in a vicious cycle and need to get back to that. Yeah. And nobody wants to see. I, I think Torts fits the bill because he can develop young players too. Yeah. Yeah. No, and he and he has like I mean through his through his history I mean Columbus he. He did a fantastic – he may have done a better job at Columbus than he did with Tampa, even though Tampa – yeah, he won a cup with them. He brought them out of the rut. Yeah, he, he re- may have he done really a did. better job with them. Like, he mm-hmm. he really – like I mean, they were they were one of the best teams in the league for a long – for Rossi quite a few two. years. Bob um, Rossi won two Vesnas while he was a coach, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. 
So before we before we go any further, this is what I. So we got the Trooper beer. Oh fuck yeah! Day of the Dead. So Absolutely. we're we're gonna break these bad boys open while you were on with us. I figure this is this. That's is, nice Iron Maiden font. Yeah, is that cool? So is that Eddie with the beer? Yeah, it is. Absolutely. Yep. Oh fuck yeah! Is that cool? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. <laughs> so it's based on it's Day of the Dead, Mexico's. Dia de los Muertos, Day of the Dead, is celebrated annually. <laughs> what was yeah. that again? <laughs> I'm not going to say that again. I'm going to cut the lawn. Here's some beer. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so one of the most popular parts of the holiday is people turning themselves into skeletons, adorning their appearance with flowers and bright colors. As a result, this sug- the sugar skull has become an icon of the Day of the Dead. And one is the trooper has now paid homage to with a new look for Iron Maiden's legendary mascot, Eddie, in a full Day of Dead costume. So That's awesome. Yeah, pretty cool. I love Eddie because I've seen Maiden a few times live. And when they bring out the big blow-up Eddie, I think the first time I saw Maiden was in 88, I want to say, somewhere in time tour. Oh. With like wasted years on that album and stuff. Mm. And... Uh, it was mind blowing. Ingve Malmsteen opened up that. Oh show. wow, really? Yeah. So yeah, they're they're awesome. I love I love Maiden, as you guys know. I still I'll go back and still listen to Peace of Mind, which is a great album. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's a nice bottle too, man. It's a big big pint. It's actually over a yeah. pint. So I was uh, <clears throat> I was just in Germany last week. And, um, Get your pull on that, man. Yeah, it was oh, it was it was good you. stuff, man. Um, but they uh. I have to say, their beer selection wasn't all that great, surprisingly. In Germany? Yeah. It was, it was just Pilsners. Everything was Pilsner. Pilsner, uh, Pilsner. And Hefenweiss. Hefenweiss in Germany. Yeah. Hefenweiss in Germany. Oh, dude, the cup. The, the, the cap is the clairvoyant. 1988, it says. That is awesome. What does yours say? Does it say the same thing? That's what I said, yeah. 88 was the yeah. show I went to. The Wicker Man. Oh, you got the Wicker Man. I got the clairvoyant. 2000? 2000? Yeah. I gotta see it. Oh, so it tells you what song helped brew it. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Oh, that might be what it is. Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's try. Like the way Mateo did it. Great band. Yeah, I got that too. The Black and Whiskey. We got it. We got some of that here too. That's that's some good stuff. Yeah. I'm I'm not the biggest liquor. Like I don't I don't. (laughs) Liquor. You just fucking matter. You're not the best liquor, Sean. Apparently not. Here you go. Here, try that. You guys share that. One of your single. Quinn's. Quinn's. Yeah. Right. Quinn's ASD out. Yeah, I guess so. Here, let me, the let best me grab this one off my count, my shelf. Yeah, 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 we'll do. Give me a glass. Oh, I'm sorry. Here's a glass. What the fuck? Sorry. I had it for him. What the yeah, fuck? Can I grab one, grab one for you? Oh, put excuse. my ears back in. Hold on. There you go. There, so I got this. I don't know why I put it on my shelf, but it's called, you know, to keep with my goalie theme, it's called the Poke the, Checker. The, the Poke <laughs> Checker. That's awesome. That's awesome yeah. Right? It's a Czech beer. That's awesome. Apparently. Czech lager with Saz hops. All right. It's the poke checker. You had to get Fucking that. Beer, yeah. It's yeah, not just, bad. It's not like a good poke check. Oh, yeah. yeah save those bottles. Tying it up with three kids, boys. Let <laughs> me uh, try this. Let's see how this is. Oh, you're making a face. You don't like it? Oh, look at Gary's got Uh-oh, a Gary's making face. a bitter beer face. Uh-oh. Let's try so, uh, Uh-oh. So what do you... Jason, what do you think of the? Oh, I you, like it. It's good. All right, overall, go. overall, go. the offseason moves. Brian's not going to like that. Well, holistically, what? what do you like? Do you think that the everyone kind of freaking out? And Honestly, it's been the, a terrible. The beer's year? the same as the band is to me. Meh. Great. 
<laughs> now, do you? So, like, do you think Jason, that these guys don't like them? Do you think that it's a um, a little overblown? Do you think that, how do you how, how would you say that the off season's gone? I think the off season, like, I understand the frustration from the fans because I think the biggest mess up with the off season has been the matching. Like, go back to that press conference in January with Dave Scott and Chuck Fletcher and that term aggressive retool came up mm-hmm. Yes, right. yeah. and blank check. Now everybody should understand that the blank check thing in a salary cap league doesn't mean that's Nothing. for the players. It doesn't work like that anymore. You can't just buy players cause you can outspend everybody else. It's a salary cap. So, but the blank check was in regards to, you know, off ice things, you know, analytics department and different elements of, ways to help the hockey ops department with every possible thing that they, you know, they need and more. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing, but the aggressive retool thing, you know, people look at that and then you look at the hiring of torts and he speaks to an aggressive retool, but then you see what happened both at the draft and through free agency. And there was very little aggressive retool in there. It was more Chuck used the word finally on his press conference on free agent day of stabilization if that would have been the word initially, see what we have under a different coach, then maybe, you know, the, the reaction would be different, but look in Philadelphia in all sports we're conditioned. Like think about every time a big name goes on the free agency market, in the NFL, the we Eagles want them all. Yeah. We want them all. Yes. And we don't even know if they're, they're good, better. Like even the Sixers, when they traded for Chris Weber, problem is we didn't know Chris Weber was at that point in his career. He was still a name, but he wasn't he was the player. He was dog. And then look at the Flyers over the the history of this franchise from 1967 until just not even that long ago. That whenever there was a a big name, a shiny toy (laughs) out there, they were in the mix. And that goes beyond the salary cap. It goes to Chris Pronger in in 2009. Yeah, I mean, he was a big name. I mean, Lavi wanted him. Paul Coffey. It was a mistake. Paul Coffey. Tony Amani, like yeah, Adam Oates, Adam Oates, just dinosaurs. Remember remember when Adam Oates when they traded for Adam Oates? I remember exactly where I was when they traded for Adam Oates, and like I was dry, I was working second shift, I was driving to work, and I was so excited. Oh my god! Oh my god! This this is you know they needed this, they needed this. Oh my god! Like yeah, Yeah. turned out to be nothing. Just dinosaurs, guys past their prime. That they're they're, well, the list that the Flyers can put together of right guy, wrong time is unbelievable. With Chris, coffee and oats. Chris Grant was still good, but well, Chris Grant. Well, Chris Grant wasn't a wrong time, wrong guy. He just didn't fit here. Yeah, he's in his prime. He just didn't pan out. Couldn't yeah, he handle it. Work here. The Dale. money just weighed him down. Like he I had nothing left after that. Dale Howardchuck. That was a good one too. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, you look at Forsberg. Like you look at Peter Forsberg. You could say you could add him to that list. Yeah. But look at his numbers. Over his, that was a good pickup. He was yeah, still they, a really solid. They were a bad team. Right. He was the, like it was the a bonehead part. signing. They shouldn't have signed him because of where they were as a team. I thought that, like, but he still okay had it at that point. Like oh, he had foot issues as well. Right, the, it was the foot issues that killed him. Like he, he, he couldn't get a skate that fit his foot. Okay. He always felt like it was coming out. But look at the the time he played with the Flyers. In total for the Flyers, he played a hundred games. He had one hundred and fifteen points. Wow, shit! Mm-hmm. But it was over hundred games. Right, but it was over right. two seasons, which means that he missed. Or was it over three? I mean, he missed like so many damn games. That's still yeah, in his first year here, he played 60 games. Mm-hmm. And in his second year, he played 40, but he was traded at the deadline to Nashville. Pull the yeah. shit out of your ass. <laughs> like he's just, <laughs> oh, yeah. he just knows it. 
Yeah, it's know this stuff, man. It's hey, my man. job, brother. It's good stuff, man. It's good stuff. <laughs> so I got another question for you. He's just with what they've done, higher torts. Um, I think they're going to be better defensively. I don't think that moves the needle much, though. Uh, I still question, like, where's the scoring come from on this team? So where they're at right now, like the changes they've made, are they that much? Are, are they better than they were last year? Well, I mean, look, a big element of last year. I know, like, people don't want to hear it still, and I understand it because you don't you want to say that next man up mentality. But there's a tipping point to everything. When you lose your top four centers, you lose your top right-handed D. You know, your your one RD. When you lose all those guys, and you're fielding a an, essentially an AHL lineup. I mean, who was the guy? Hunt, a Hodgson that came at mm-hmm. came up at one point. Hunter Hodgson or whatever the fuck his name was. <laughs> this guy couldn't sniff the AHL. He was in the coast making making probably you know two hundred ninety five bucks a week, yeah. <laughs> and he comes up to the NHL. I mean, it was bananas, right? Yeah. So, if they stay healthy, then they're obviously better just by proxy. But are that, they good? Now, that, the big thing to I your see. point about scoring, and I agree. Yeah, like who's extent, our sniper? Well, I mean, go back to the nineteen twenty season, AV's first year. They didn't have <laughs> a forty goal scorer on that team. They were seventh in scoring in the NHL. Mm-hmm. If you can believe that, right? Yeah. I mean, they scored the seventh most goals per game in the NHL that season. Yeah. Isn't that the um, year Konecki had like 34, though? That was kind of no, a Konecki had 24. Oh, wow. Who in 69 the... games. He was on a 30-goal pace. Who was the leading goal scorer that year? If... It was Konecki. He led the but team they were with 24. They were, very, they were very balanced, though. Yeah, I mean, everybody yeah. contributed. Yeah, everybody. Yeah, JVR gave you like 23 in 69 games. You got Couturier gave you, I think, 22 that year. Yeah. Drew had about 21 goals. You know, you were spreading it around. Their D was scoring. Yep. You know, they, they had the second highest uh, point output, goal output from defensemen in the NHL. So it was really balanced, which makes you a more dangerous team yeah. because everybody can score. You don't just rely on one guy to, to get you 50. But to your point, like they don't have a guy that they can throw over the boards right now that the opposition, when he jumps on the ice, goes, oh, shit. Right. Yeah, exactly. We need to double this guy. Right. Yeah. yeah, they don't have that. They don't have, they don't have that and they don't have a face on the marquee. They don't have what they have termed as high-end talent. Now, Couturier. Best two-way player in the NHL. I mean, certainly was right in that conversation for four years prior to last year in the injury, right? Mm -hmm. And, I mean, his numbers, five-on-five numbers, were basically the same as Bergeron's and ahead of Kopitar. And we know that he's a great defender, as those two guys are as well. You know, two 76-point seasons, north of 30 goals, 60-plus points at 5-on-5, and 5-on-5 points are important because 95% of the game is played 5-on-5. So uh, those are really important numbers. But what is he going to be at 29 after a back surgery? That's a a legitimate concern. Absolutely. I don't have a ton of concern with him because he's back skating, and what they can do with surgeries is way more advanced than it's ever been. But it's still – there is some concern there. But he's not a guy that freaks you out if he jumps on the ice. You know, like if Austin Matthews is on the ice, you're like kind of freaking out. <laughs> fuck, this guy's on the ice. Yeah. He can fuck kill me. As soon as he has the you puck, know, everybody's looking at him. No one's doing that. With yeah. And like McDavid, obviously. Drysaddle, yeah. obviously. There's a lot of guys like that. But the Flyers don't have that. Just, you know, they needed a guy over the last two years that could just score an easy goal. I always, I said this a ton last year. I felt like the last two years, like they had to work so hard 
to create good scoring chances. And Jason, you can't Jason, have to work hard. I, I don't mean to cut you off, but like that that's where I'm at with them. They haven't had a guy you could rely on to consistently give you close to 40 goals a year. I mean, they haven't had that guy in 20 years. And it seemed like Yeah, I mean, look at the teams that have those guys though. Is that a, is that a path to success? Now, Washington obviously did win a cup and Ovechkin's otherworldly, but is that necessarily a a, a prerequisite to win a cup? I don't think so. I think I mean, it's look a start. At, look at Toronto. They have Marner and and Matthews and Tavares and Nylander, and they can't get out of the fucking first yeah. round. I, I would rather have the balance because I, I, I like that COVID year. I thought the Flyers legitimately had a shot because they got hot at the right time. They had that balance scoring. Carter their, Hart was their, playing out of his mind. And their defense was solid. I'm, I'm like, they have a legitimate shot, and they just gave up on. the seventh least amount of goals that season as well. Scored the seventh wow. most and gave up the seventh least. It's like the perfect combination. They, they just ran into a buzzsaw with the team. You know, the Islanders were just, you know, firing all cylinders, and they just blew by them. I mean, I think, they got to the puck so much quicker than the Flyers did. That was it. And they were so much stronger. Yeah, Flyers were too ex- small to handle their strength. Yeah. yeah, I think they got exposed in that series and not carried over. But that was it. And then, and then we haven't heard from the Flyers since. No. You know, it's yep. it's crazy and. Injuries, like you said, injuries had a big part in last year, uh, and, and maybe the year, you know, I, I, I don't know. Do you think they I have a know. shot to make the playoffs, though, with the moves, Jason? I mean, if they stay healthy, or are they, like... No way. I mean, I, I look at it going into the season, and I'm not predicting them to be a playoff team. Certainly mm-hmm. not. Right. Um, yeah. But, but again, I, hockey's a really weird sport. You know, it really is. Yeah. It's really volatile in what works and what doesn't work. I wouldn't have said that, that year... After eighteen nineteen, after they fired Dave Haxtall, made Scott Gordon the the uh, interim coach that year, that they were going to come back and and do what they did heading into nineteen twenty under AV, mm-hmm. because the big moves that summer were trading Gudis and getting Niskanen, and also getting Tyler Pitlick. Yeah, I mean Tyler Pitlick. Yeah, and yeah. Nate Thompson. Like, look yeah. at these moves. Like, yeah. these aren't. But what did they do? They slotted everybody correctly. The guys fit together very well. And Kevin Hayes comes in, obviously. That's the big free agent signing. And it changed everything. You didn't even have Nolan Patrick, who's a mutt. But, yeah. you know, you look at that and look where, where they ended up that year. I mean, in the basically from Christmas until the league shut down, they were the second best team in the NHL. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't lose back-to-back games since I think it was like January 3rd and January 5th until the second round in the bubble against the Islanders when they went down three games to one. Yeah. yeah. Like that's, I mean, they were a legitimately good that is, team. That is, it, it is funny because, like, there is, you know, maybe for one year. So now you got a coach now here, you know, who who does have the ability to flip a switch um, inside these guys' heads, and you know, physically and mentally. And maybe you got the guys that obviously they had a plan, right? So they they knew they weren't going after Johnny Hockey, which infuriated many of us because it i don't know how true the reports were but it sounded like he wanted to be here and they couldn't make yeah. it work instead they make a deal the media get, get a guy like up. d'angelo where they you know pay him extra you know and trade draft capital but instead can't also use that draft capital to trade for Kachuk. so like there, there's all these things that are driving people's nuts well they but, would have never been in that Kachuk conversation because look what yeah. Florida gave they up. Gave up yeah, flyers yeah. couldn't offer anything to measure. Right. Right. And, and where, yeah, like where I'm at with the where I'm at with the Johnny Hockey thing, like like, and actually more talking to you, the more I learn, maybe they do have a plan that because uh, I was against, like, I, 
originally I was like, if they, you gave that up for D'Angelo, why are you not willing to give up the first round pick for Johnny Hockey? But well, they didn't give up a first round pick. You don't need to give up a pick for Gaudreau because he was a free agent. Yeah, but what you were giving up for Gaudreau was the commitment. Yeah, but one of the been dollars over seven years to a twenty nine year old winger. But wouldn't you had to compensate Calgary with the the, the first round pick? No, no, I think it was more. No, he's unrestricted. He's to, not an RFA. You had to give up a first round pick to get rid of. Van, or, um, no, the, the, the JVR trade would have had to include a, a first round pick to, to clear salary to, be able to, to get there. Johnny Hockey. Yeah. So a like 2023 first round pick, correct? Right. So so where I was at originally, like what you gave up to get the Angelo, but like I, I didn't realize that it's really not that big of a package until you said it. Um, like I was already with not with, with not signing Johnny Hockey. I I was okay with that. Because he would he would have been a cap casualty here. Like the, it would have been. It that's the only thing I'm thinking. It like would have been tough. Like if in three four years you're still not very how are you moving much that better. How are you moving that contract? That's what I was yeah, thinking. I mean, look, he's a 29 year old. The way to win in the NHL is to build from your crease out, and you know your blue line is parent. You got to be good on the blue line. Look at the teams that win the cup. They're Look bad. at Tampa. They so bad last year. Yeah, I mean, you got to be stout. I just brought up Toronto. Their blue line and goaltending has killed them. Yeah. They're yeah. great up front, but they can't win because in the playoffs it's different. And then you look at, you know, look at like a team like the St. Louis Blues didn't have any dynamic guys up front, Ryan O'Reilly and Vlad Tarasenko. But on the blue line, you had Petrangelo. I mean, you were, you had a Colton Pareka. You had a really good blue line. And you got great goaltending from Jordan Bennington, and he rode it to a cup. And they're still legit, even after losing Petrangelo and replacing him kind of with Tory Krug. But I, mean, I think the big thing is I was not in favor of getting Gaudreau and going after him. Like Bill Meltzer and I talked about it on Flyers Daily, and Bill kind of equated it this way. He said, if you're in a house, you live in a house, it's got a leaking foundation, black mold as a result, and you've got plumbing issues, and you know your, your, sto- your oven doesn't work. Do you go out and you buy a Porsche and put it in the driveway? No, you like probably not the smartest thing to put do. Put it in an insurance claim. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, probably not the right time to get the sports car. Yeah, and Gaudreau's the sports car, and you know, Elliot Friedman talked about it on Thirty Two Thoughts and said, you know, he said he chickened out because he had people telling him that the Flyers weren't involved, and he just didn't believe it because it just fit too much with the Flyers' history and everybody being conditioned to get the shiny toy out there, a guy that wants to return home, all of those things. And if he asked for JVR on to, for relief on one year of salary for a guy that scored 24 goals last year, is it 2023 first? Fuck off. Right. I'm telling that GM, don't even don't call me ever again, because the 2023 draft has been pointed to for four years as being one of the best drafts in the NHL yeah. since the 03 draft. Yeah. So, yeah. Like, like giving up that. I mean, that's a lottery ticket year. for Connor Bedard. Yeah, so yeah. giving up that first round pick for last year, like I, I, that's where for I was one at. One year of relief. The guy had four years left, and I think I can win now if I get Gaudreau. Maybe it's a different story, but Jesus right. Christ! Right. right, like if right. I'm in a position, like I, I don't know, like like the Capitals. The Capitals are still on the brink. They, 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 they you know, the, if they got another goal scorer, you might get Ovechkin another ring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But where the Flyers yeah, are at, yeah. that's where I stood. Like, like I, I, I didn't like giving up the collateral. And I think I even like it more with understanding more of the, the, the Angelo package. Right. Um, 
Maybe they do have a plan. Maybe it's not the same old Flyers. Like, I'll, I'll say this. This is what I what I tell my kids as they've been uh, – each one of them grows up and to, gets to a different age. You're old enough where you're once wear won't hurt con- you. Wear a condom? Well, no. No, because I was happy I didn't wear a fucking condom. <laughs> Back. <laughs> <laughs> you're old enough. Back in it. You're old enough where your wants won't hurt you. Uh, my wants still hurt me. That's your yeah. problem. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I got caught up in the Goudreau thing because I'd like to watch him play every night. He's a great player, and I mean, he's coming off a 115 point season. He was a plus 60, which hasn't happened since I think '93 or around there with Gretzky. That's I mean, insane. just yeah. absurd so, how good he was this year. Is he ever going to repeat that here? Probably not. And again, it's a 29 year old winger. Yeah, yeah. I gotta. I have to build my blue line and my up the middle. So that that's where you're going to win. And now, I mean, what about what about putting the ass in the seats though? Well, again, I don't have to sell tickets. So <laughs> yeah, but the Flyers they, do. They do, and that, I'll give them a little credit here. They didn't go for the low hanging fruit to sell more tickets if it wasn't the right thing to do long-term. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you're better off building something that's going to bring you toward a championship instead of just trying to keep the building full and keep your fan base interested. So you actually, I mean, look, you, you think that the Flyers are doing it right. You think they're building the right way. You think that next year, even if they don't have a great year, they're going to be able to get something likely in the draft and get some cap relief next year that's going to be able to kind of really help them start to kind of move back in the right direction. Well, it's going to take, you know, some gutsy moves because you have to incur risk as a general manager in sport to get to get to those really great places. And, you know, that's one thing, a question I have about Chuck, is he willing to incur that risk? I think he's, I've kind of said this before that I think he's almost too intelligent sometimes to roll with his gut because I mean, he's a Harvard educated guy, very smart, grew up in the game. His father's in the hall of fame as a GM in the NHL, but sometimes you got to just say, you know, fuck it. (laughs) I'm going to overpay or I'm going to do what I got to do, but you got to be in the right position to do that. So I wonder about that. And, you know, the big thing is I was always for the approach of, you know, two year recoil as opposed to one year trying an aggressive retool. They're 40 points out of a playoff position last Mm -hmm. year. Yeah. Johnny Gaudreau was not going to get them there this year. Yeah, that's true. No, that's true. But you think that, and and next year's draft, just to wrap that real quick, the next year's draft is it's not just about Connor Bedard at the top of the draft, the top five guys in that draft are superstars. Right. They're not generational, but Dard and Minchoff, Minchoff is, they're generational, kind of like Matthews and McDavid. Mm. But, you know, this, the top five in the draft are still great players. I mean, top 10, you're going to get a cornerstone player. Yeah. So. Like, you got to you know, ma- manage salaries. You got to look to the future, but you also got to put a product on the ice. Yeah. It's, yep. it's difficult to manage. Is there is there something to possibly tanking? For one of these guys, if they're that generational, that doesn't work. Yeah, it hasn't worked. You know what yeah, I mean? That's true. Put it this way: the, the Colorado Avalanche in 2016-17 were the worst team in the NHL by 41 standings points. 41, wow. like they fucking blew. Right, right. I don't even know how they were that bad with Rantanen and Landeskog and obviously McKinnon. I don't even know how they did it and and were that bad. Patrick Wall quit very early in the season, yes. and they were in flux. And they go into that draft with the worst record by 41 points. They end up with the fourth overall pick. Right. They take Kale McCarr with the fourth overall pick, who is Bobby Orr. <laughs> right. So, you know, it, sometimes it's not that you suck. It's yeah, when you suck, too. Yeah. 
or when you get lucky with the lottery balls, like the Flyers got lucky. They moved from 13 to two. And they took the guy that was the consensus number one overall pick all the way up until that draft, the entire year yeah. until it was announced he had core surgery in Nolan Patrick and the Devils took Heischer, but Patrick yeah. turned out to be a mutt. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, it's just a Flyers. It's just, Oh, There's nothing you can do about that. You know, well, it's no, just, but it, it just, is what it the is. The Flyers just seem to have the worst fucking luck. Well, like the coin flip. Patrick Kane coin flip, right? That whole right. thing. Kane I mean, and JVR. Yep. So, so Jason, uh, uh, I got one more question about the Flyers. And then if you want to stick around, you, you're more than welcome, obviously. And then, uh, I, But I know you have a busy day, a busy weekend, I guess, ahead, or a week, I guess, ahead. Um, the Flyers hired a couple coaches. Uh, and I, I know – I believe the um, I, his name's slipping me right Brad now. Shaw and Rocky Thompson. Yes. Uh, so Rocky Thompson was the one I was going to mention. Uh, Shaw was the one I forgot. Um, obviously, the Rocky jokes, you know, came to life. You know, they hire Rocky Thompson, and everyone's, you know, oh, who, who's next? Adrian. I'm seeing every everything you can think of. But it sounds like Torts has a lot of confidence in these assistants, and it sounds like these guys are are really, you know, statistically are good at what they're going to be specializing in. You know, penalty kill, the power play, it sounds like they might have something here uh, at least to help solidify somewhat of a, um, you know, construction of what they want to happen, you know, on the on the special teams especially because their special teams have been absolutely horrendous over the last Horrible. year or two. So I, I don't know, like, what are, your, what are your thoughts, I guess, on the, on the hirings of the assistant coaches for Torts? I think they did well here. Um, I mean, obviously, I love Torts. I've been lobbying for Torts for 15 years on the radio and everything else because I think he'd be he's just the kind of guy I'd love to cover because he says stuff that means it, and he, he elevates your stature just by his presence being here as a, as a sport and as a team. And I think he's a really good coach. I really do. Okay. Um, Brad Shaw, he'll run the, the D and um, the penalty kill, and I, I am thrilled about that. I think he is – incredible at his job he's worked with torts before um he's a guy that is incredibly smart i talked to him last week and had him on flyers daily i loved talking to him um the way he you know his philosophies about d-zone structure and all of those elements and i think that that'll be an area that's cleaned up like you said like what you want these assistants that handle these specifics you know whether it's d and pk or offense and power play what you want them to do is have the structure and philosophy and strategy to make those areas way better. And there's a ton of improvement that needs to happen on both of them, frankly. Five-on-five D-zone coverage, uh, PK D-zone coverage, all of it, it's all there, uh, and the philosophy behind it. So Bradshaw, I think, is a, is a great hire. Rocky Thompson, I don't know as much about him. He's a bit of a wild card. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a pretty psycho. He's, he's a crazy yeah. man. Um, just Google him and look at his images and like, you'll see the pictures from his playing days. Like he's fucking bananas. Um, but sometimes having those kind of guys is good. And they went through a long process to find the right guys, uh, for that job and, and, you know, to get those, those areas of the game pointed in the right directions. Cause like last year, goal in the NHL significantly, mm-hmm. like a lot. I mean, you saw a lot of goals being scored last year, play the over and a big part of that was power plays clicking at damn near 30%. Wow. Put it this way. The Flyers were, I think, like ninth in the league in like 2007 with a power play at like 14.5%. Yeah. 
Wow. Teams this year were at 29%. Wow. wow. What, what happened? 29. Was it just like hell? It, yeah, like is that the game changing? Is, is it just strategy. better offensive talent? Strategy, yeah. It, it, I, I'm not a huge analytics guy, but analytics plays a part in it, and here's how. Um, Stephen Valaket, who I've had on my shows a bunch of times, former goalie from the New York Rangers, was the backup to Lundquist for years, and is now a, an analyst on MSG. He started a company, and the, you know, the, the idea for the company started when he was backing up Lundquist playing for Torts. And Torts would be like, he's got to make that fucking save. And so he developed this system of evaluating shots, and he came up with 18 points of data for every opportunity to score a goal. And he created the thing called the Royal Road, which is now called the slot line. And the slot line goes from the middle of the net out to the blue line. And if the puck crosses that slot line, the chances of scoring go up exponentially in different ways. If it crosses the slot line once, it'll go from like a 50% chance of being scored on a shot in a high danger area to 89% if it crosses the slot line and the guy gets it off within less than a second, oh, wow. a one-timer or a gathering shot. Now, why is that? The goalie's got to move. He's got to go the distance. The game has become offensively very east-west. I think the team that started it was the Pens. They rode it to two cups, the east-west passes and getting the goalie to open up. Because obviously when that happens, there's anytime the puck crosses the line, there's a ton of decisions that get that have to be made by the team defending. And the more decisions you put a team to, the more opportunity that the opposition, the defender, is going to make a wrong decision. Right. And then you're going to get a high-quality scoring chance. Hmm. So I think that is a huge element of teams figuring out a way to open a team up and use the east-west pass and low to high plays to create scoring chances. Hmm. The goalies are better than ever before, but on the power play, when you got to open them up and they got to travel a distance, that's when you can get them at a disadvantage. And that's what happens. And that's what they've done on the power play. And that's why scoring's up. So it'll be interesting to see the pendulum swing because obviously there's going to be adjustments the other way. Yeah, that's All exactly sudden, like, what I was thinking. Goalies will figure out to anticipate it or like there's going to be obviously. Oh, good luck. Go ahead and anticipate it. Mm-hmm. A couple of years ago, Carter Hart. This was uh, in the shortened season. Carter Hart against the Boston Bruins. Three goals scored on the back door in that game. Yeah. Guy's not covered on the back door and a cross ice pass. Pasternak had th- two of them, and I think that Bergeron had the other. And in the third period of that game, Flyers down four to three. Brad Barshan on the right dot, just inside the top of the circle, sees Carter Hart slightly leading to his blocker side back door. Why? Because he was beat there on bad coverage three times. Slight lean, yeah. too unforgiving. He sniped him high glove on the short side because he was loaded on his left leg to push to the right. That's how good these players are. Yeah, they, they're, they're too unforgiving. They're, you can't, that, can't they're, cheat. They're insanely accurate now. They, like, it's just, yeah. Oh, goal scorers, like, they, they don't even realize it. The great goal scorers don't even realize that they're reading not only what the goalie's showing them and giving them, but they're reading biomechanics of physics. Literally, if the goalie, if that shooter knows, as the, all the computations are going through his brain, that he's loaded on his left leg, looking to push to his right because there's a threat there, he knows I got him at such a disadvantageous yeah. position so if I go just above his pad on the left side it's, it's on the short side. Like they don't even think yeah, about your body it. Can't, yeah. Your body can't react if you're loaded on your left leg and go to your left. Right. You have to be on, on your, you know, loaded equally on both of your feet to be able to move in all directions. You still, uh, you still playing in the, uh, the beer leagues? Um, I didn't play a lot this past year because 
the flyer season and um, coaching my son's, you know, U16 midget team. Nice. So it didn't put me on, into a lot of games for my team. Um, I just wanted to make it to 50 to be able to say I played till 50 because my hips yeah. are gassed. Yeah. So I go out and I play right after my birthday in March. I turn 50 and 50? I'm playing shit. in a game and I, I catch a concussion. I turn, I turn, oh. 50. Oh. I turn yeah. 50 in March as well. Yeah, March 20, 30th for me. On the 21st. Nice. So I caught one like right here. Let me grab the mask. Hold on. Ah, oh, Jesus. <laughs> grab me a beer. Yeah, what kind of beer? Get your own beer. The victory joint. So a guy comes in. It wasn't even that hard of a shot. In my head, at my height, I'm only 5'7", is always in the danger zone. It's always below the bar. Mm-hmm. So he comes in, and I catch it like right here in the mouth area square uh, and because it hits me square it doesn't have the ability to dissipate all the energy through the back of the masses which what it's intended to do yeah it's just so that happens four minutes into the second period and the rest of the second period i'm on fucking neptune yeah, i don't even no realize it. Oh i go to the bench between the second and third and the guy on my team david mulhern goes molly goes dude are you feeling all right i go what do you mean he goes on that one you didn't even move I'm like, what happened? He's like, the guy came over the blue line, just shot it along the ice, and you just watched it go by you. <laughs> I went back and looked on Live Barn because I have that for coaching, uh-huh. and I didn't even fucking budge. I didn't even remember it. Oh, my God. So wow. I think I'm retired. Oh, oh. How long did it take you to get through the concussion? Um, I was a little fucked up for about 10 or 12 days. Wow. I mean, I've had, I think, 17 diagnosed. Shit. Jesus Christ. Um, so... I've had quite a bit. Like, I can't go outside and bright without wearing sunglasses because it hurts oh, my eyes. Shit. There's a lot of ill effects. So you're like Eric Lind- uh, Brett Lindros. Yeah, I mean, my brain's like fucking chicken salad at this point. Oh, man. <laughs> but it, um, yeah, it took, it took a little while to get back over it. And, you know, the ride home was rough. I felt nauseous for a couple of days. Um, and, again, it wasn't even that hard of a shot. It just caught me absolutely square. Sticks to the head don't count, Sean. <laughs> yeah, not me, not this Sean. This Sean. Keegan's texted me a few times to come out and play in his C League uh, up at Oaks, and I'm like, "Nah, I'm retired." And he's like, "It's fucking C League." I'm like, "Retired is retired," and I don't <laughs> want to play with a bunch of donkeys done either. Is done. C League. Yeah. Oh man, that's like weekend warrior bullshit that I don't need. <laughs> Some clown that can yeah. barely play comes yeah. in and snipes me, and then he because get, yeah, he, he doesn't get... know where it's going. How the fuck do I know where it's going? It's <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> He showed me low blocker the whole way. Everything in his body shows me he's shooting low blocker, and he means to shoot there, but he fucks up and goes high glove. I'm like, fuck, man. Cocksucker. This fucking guy. And then he's celebrating like he won the cup. I'm like, you prick. Dude, I'll, never, I'll never forget. The first time I played. You sound like that's happened once or twice. I, I, the, well, I don't play C-League anymore, boys. First, first time I played in, in, a, in a game, uh, ice hockey, right? And uh, I, like, scooted this. Like, I. It was the ugliest goal ever. Like, I came in and, like, hit off my skate and, like, scooted a body guy under his five hole, and he was so pissed. I celebrated like I just won the Stanley Cup. Like, yeah, right. My first goal he, ever. All He's I heard like, was him, are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking? Like, it just dribbled. It was the slowest moving puck ever. I was the happiest. You know, shot it, like, dribbled in, like, two. It was horrible. A goal's a goal. And looking back, I'm like, that was, goal's a goal. That was horrible. Like, what a dick. There's more, like, hacky plays and, like, fights and shit in Sealy than there is in like B and A because those guys all played like at a decent level at some point. So yeah, yeah. But I did get in a scrap. I got one beer league scrap. 
there was yeah. this guy who we were playing in a game and in the first period he, he like hacked my glove a couple of times and I covered it and I was like, all right, whatever. He's a bit of a douchebag, you know, really going hard all the time. And, and so in the second period I make a save, I'm like down on a butterfly hits my chest and I catch it like this yeah. in my glove right in front of me, like right here. And he goes to hack at it and hits oh. me in the glove. I'm like, Oh, and I kind of turn to him. He's like, fuck you. And I'm like, fuck you. So I jab, like, just kind of push him. And he goes to throw a punch. And I kind of oh, block yeah. it with my glove hand. And as I'm blocking it, my stick's dropping out of my blocker. And I just fucking, boom, <laughs> caught him right under his mask. He had, like, a loose-fitting cage. Caught him right. I heard his teeth fucking chatter. Boom, down like a fucking, he's out. Good. The whole Good. fucking, his brother comes flying off the bench in fucking huge brawl. Uh, that's awesome. First of all, you never go after the goalie, right? That's, well, I told no. I played against him again, and he got like in there one time, and I said, "I told you last time I played you that I ain't fucking around." <laughs> I mean, he, didn't, he didn't hack at your glove, did he? Not again, he did. No, <laughs> yeah. not after I called him with that fucking CCM blocker right on his, right on his fucking jaw. That's awesome. Gave him some chin music. Oh Shit. fuck! He was out, man. He felt like a house of cards. It was great. <laughs> fuck I don't up. look to do that. I just want to go out get a good sweat, hear just eat him a little bit, hear him snoring. Yeah, make fuck a couple. Him. Make a couple. His brother came out and fucking destroyed me from behind, and everybody jumped in. It was crazy. He should have uh, all like total of eight guys on each team. That's all we have, you know, <laughs> two subs. <laughs> so, um, Jay, I know I'm going to change speeds here a little bit. Um, you know, we're all really optimistic about another big team in the city. Where are you at on the Eagles? Um, what do you think? Do you like Jalen Hurts? Do you like the moves they made? Um, I mean, I do like you think there's some Nick- Brown? I like, you know, I mean, I think they made some good moves, and I think they're they're a team that's going to be really intriguing. But again, you you brought them up right away, Jalen Hurts. That's the big question. It's everybody's question. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, you can't go into a season hoping this and having this big question still for a guy that's not just, you know, getting his first starting job. Like, you've kind of seen it already. And, I mean, you know, top-level quarterbacks are like porn. You know it when you see it. You know what I mean? And if you have to ask if it's porn, it's probably not a top-level quarterback. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you or it's, or it's, oh, a good, it's, it's, a, it's a good day if your wrist hurts. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and I don't think Jalen Hurts is getting anybody to beat off in our metaphor here. You know, so... I don't know. It's a big yeah, question for it, me. It's, it's weird because, like, you're seeing all these. <sighs> first, see, and, like, anyone see, that plays yeah. fantasy football and anyone that, like, watches, like, these rankings are such bullshit, right? Like, oh, it, it's all it, dumb. It, it is. It's all dumb. But you're seeing all these, these, um, these off-season rankings, and Jalen Hurts is in the top ten in a lot of these he's, rankings. He's number six in a lot of them. Yeah, really? like six, yes. seven. Yeah, yeah, yes. like overall. Top would you take him as if you're redrafting the NFL for quarterbacks? Would you take him at the sixth pick? Absolutely not. No, no, no. no. Fuck no, I wouldn't. No, I, I don't know if that I would. Would's a fucking idiot. But like, I mean, like I might take him at like thirteen. But I mean, this this is year three with him. You, you know, you got to see what. Well, it's technically year two as a starter. Well, I mean, it's year three as as his contract. The Eagles don't like to wait to the last year to extend a quarterback. Okay. You know what I mean? So we got to see what he's got. He's got to be able to. I think adjust. he's earned. I think he's earned the right to have this year to prove himself. Well, I mean, that's all. Yeah, you that's know all. How man. they think about him by the fact that they were involved in some conversations for other guys. Yes. So they're not sold yet either. No. 
you know. So uh, and they see everything. They know the plays that are called. They see everything at a level that we don't. So well, let's face and it. That's Howie, telling. Howie made the trade for the first round pick next year with mm-hmm. drafting a quarterback in mind. Mm-hmm. He true. hopes he doesn't have to, but it'd be nice to ad- it would it'd be nice to address other needs. But but I yeah, I mean, look, if you like, don't have a you're I, looking for one. Yeah, ultimately, I think next year's draft is for a quarterback. It's either going to be that they're going to draft a quarterback or they're going to trade their picks for. How's that? How's that for a quarterback? quarterback. How's that for a quarterback? Got a nice head on it. That's commercial pour right there. That's what she said. That's good stuff right there. That's what she said. Here's a question. If Jalen Hurts is able just to manage the game, did the Eagles win double digit games? I I mean, probably because there's so much other talent on the team, but. If all he is is a game manager, I'm, I'm getting. Yeah, they don't have a defense to survive a game manager to, to win in the playoffs. Right. And who gives a fuck if you're just going to get bounced in the playoffs because you're right, a game manager? Right, right. You know? So, so like if that's all he is, well, look I, at Jimmy G. I'm getting a quarterback next year. Look at Jimmy G. The, the 49ers already said enough. Yeah, Trey but Lance, that defense Trey, is much different, Sean. Right, but Trey Lance is going. Or, I mean, the, yeah. the the coaches like Trey Lance is our quarterback. They've seen enough of Jimmy G being a game manager. Right, and you're right, and you're right. It is a different defense. I think he averaged that one playoff run, throwing the ball like nine times a game. Right, right. right. So, like, so that's bananas. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, I like Jimmy G. I think he's a solid quarterback in the right situation. You could probably win with him. But I, I, I don't know. I, I still don't know about Jalen Hurts and. If we're still comparing him to Jimmy G after this season, that's a problem. It's time to go get a quarterback. Right. I agree. Jason, can you hang out for a bit or you want to you have to roll or I got about five minutes. Okay. All right. That's cool. Yeah, we'll we'll hold off. We'll preview the uh, yeah, divisions yeah, yeah. in a bit. Um Yeah, we previewed the divisions and we can't do that in five minutes. We're gonna do the NFC and AFC West. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not your guy for that right now either anyway, because like last year I took a year off. Mm-hmm. Of all other sports, it was weird, liberating as fuck. Yeah. After doing a talk oh, show, I'm for sure, sure. That had to feel good. I'm sure, really, yeah. yeah. After doing a talk show for 20 years, where you got to watch everything and follow everything, I was yeah. just like, you know what? I need a fucking break. Yeah. I quit my radio show at, at the Fanatic, doing the weekend show. Mm-hmm. It was like I just need a fucking break from all of it, and I didn't want to rearrange every Sunday anymore around the Eagles and my son's hockey and the daughters and the whole thing. So I didn't, I didn't, I, I probably watched three snaps last year oh, no wow. shit. of the Eagles. I didn't watch a second of Sixers basketball and I didn't watch an inning of baseball. I do 82 hockey games for the Flyers a year. And I just took a fucking break from all of it. It was good for you. Great. I, I, all right. So we'll end I'm on sure, this. I'm sure I, it felt a certain way. Like that had to be a, 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 you know, a good thing. Like, Honestly, like think about it. Like we all, it's not like anything. First of all, it's not like anything happened in Philly sports in the last year, anyway. And then you do that, and you, yeah, you feel a little free, right? It's weird. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was. No, I mean, I guess because I'm, I don't have the, I don't have cable. You I gotta be know on. that. So like I, you guys watch a lot more. I mean, I read up on it a lot more than you do, but you guys watch other than the Eagles. I mean, the Eagles, I'm dedicated, but there's a lot of games that I'm not watching, and it's dude, it's it's a chore. Dude, I was away last week. I was I was just chilling. I wasn't worried about what the Phillies were doing. I wasn't worried about what was going on. I was just chilling out. I was dis- disconnected from everything. So I, I get it. I totally yeah. get it. Yeah. It was awesome. Like it, it was great to to not worry about that on a Sunday at all. I just never got into it and didn't miss it at all. 
I'm yeah. I, look, I'm a Philly sports fan. That's why I ended up doing sports for a living. Right. Yeah. But like after so long, you know, every, when you're doing a daily radio show, as soon as the show's over, you're thinking about the next one. Like it's a 24 seven mind fuck. So, so what, basically what you're saying is, you know, <laughs> you're not going to be joining Mike Missinelli on the uh, post game show. <laughs> No. no, no, no. Actually, that feeds uh, I, I, into I, to, to the last question I had for you. I did my stretch with Mike. I'm good. Yeah. That that feeds it was into a stretch the, like a prison stretch. <laughs> that feeds into the last question I got for you. Um, yeah, Mike kissed me. What do you think about the new Drive Home show on the Fanatic? Has it launched yet? Uh, it did. I know they announced it. It, already, it, it, it did. did. He was on one or two shows, and then they went all, all went on vacation. <laughs> That's good. Right, yeah. What the so, fuck? Like who's so it's well, this so is the it's, time to go on vacation. Yeah. Geez, so it's the, it's called the greatest sports show ever. Yeah, but like why uh, not Pat, just wait until September then? Right, like why right. would you have this? Like, all right, but uh, right, anyway, right. sorry. So so it's called the greatest sports show ever. Um, apparently it's a dedication to the greatest fans ever, which you know, Whatever. it's Tyrone Johnson, um, Talent. Hunter, Ricky Batalco. Uh, Hunter, Hunter Brody. Yeah, Hunter, Hunter right. Brody, yeah. So, uh, is that that cocksucker that's just got a beard and no mustache? Like, get out of here. Uh, I don't know what he looks like. No, I, I, he got long hair. Well, he was a pretty good hockey player. He played uh, major junior. So, did he? Was he really? I didn't, why are you gonna call him a cocksucker? I didn't call him a cocksucker. You call him a jive turkey? No, I didn't call him a jive turkey. You call him a beard, grow mustache. I call him a cocksucker. But that's not him, though. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was just asking. So, what do you think of the new drive home show? Well, I haven't heard it yet. I mean, that's the other thing, too. Neither has anyone else. I haven't listened to sports radio <laughs> in Driving down probably since I quit. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, you're like, probably better off. Like may- maybe a total of four minutes in yeah. over a year that I've listened. So I I haven't listened to it, so it's hard for me to develop an opinion on it. I, from what I know of, of those guys, you know, I know them all. I mean, I worked with Tyrone at WIP back in 2000. I've known him for... 22 years. I didn't know he was there. Um, I didn't even know he was there. Well, yeah, he was a producer there and did uh, a remote producer as well. It wasn't on the air. Um, You've known Tyrone for 20, like, wow. I, I, yeah, I hired sports. him at the Fanatic. Oh, uh, really? I hired oh, well. him so I didn't have to work with Mike anymore. Uh, so we can thank <laughs> so, so, so we can, we can thank you for all this. Uh, yeah. And I, I lured him over there from um, New Jersey 101.5 is where he was. So You should have um, left him there. <laughs> Well, hey, Mike, grab your – now, he knows his stuff. He, he, grab your last paycheck. Get the fuck out. <laughs> well, I, yeah, he knows his stuff. You know, I know he blocks a lot of people on Twitter, and I totally disagree with that. Dude, like, I, I, you got to have thick skin. Like, we didn't even maybe. do anything. Yeah, we literally did nothing. Like, I never said oh, anything. Wait, this is about us. It is you were, It is for Because yeah. you were still there. I, I, we got to share this. I don't care. You were still on the network. So, like – and, like, you and – there was someone else I, I was talking to at the time. Cooney? From uh, oh, well, no, Cooney wasn't there yet. He wasn't there full time yet. Was it Gagano? That was always cool. he was there. Cooney was there. Cooney came in with Anthony. Yeah, but I don't know if Cooney was there. Yeah, I mean at the time this when this happened. Uh, maybe you're maybe you're right. Maybe ago, you're right. Yeah. Maybe you're right. But anyways, regardless, share your story over. When Natalie when Natalie joined and all that stuff, all of a sudden like I'm like Natalie blocked oh, Tyrone blocked me. And, like, that's kind of weird. What the hell is going on? Here, because I was friends with someone else who was always trashing them, they blocked Oh, me. yeah, with Real Prince Blue. Dude. Is I, I, he blocked me for that, too. Oh, you've got to be shitting me. Yeah, yeah. well, it's all right. We muted He's us. unblocked me since. But, like, I don't agree with that because, look, you put opinions out there. If people disagree with you, you don't block them for disagreeing with he you. He knew I mean. right away. That's funny. 
I don't even yeah, know. I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean, I've been on Twitter, I think, for a, probably a little bit more than a decade, and and you guys have seen it. I catch a lot of shit. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't, I know, how, I don't know how. I don't know how you. Because I, I, I he's got and thick I, skin because of what he does. Like that's what it takes. I've blocked like twenty people, yeah. and I'd say, you know, of the twenty people, I probably twelve are like legit actual people, and others are just total troll accounts. Yeah, but yeah. I block yeah. them only if they go race mm-hmm. or family with me yeah. yeah that's it yeah yeah i don't block people for any other reason yeah you said something about my kids you're fucking zipped yeah you know yeah. what i mean yeah or you you know if you get way out of line but i, I don't block you for disagreeing with me yeah but like if i you're a fucking hack you don't know what you're talking about you're not blocking that dude you're like all right I'll, I'll oh god you. i get all i get a thousand of those a day yeah right <laughs> right let me explain yeah. to you why I'm not a hack and you're a douchebag. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's hard. Like you got to go. You go through a period with social media, like doing what I did for a living, where you know you get a, a bunch of positive tweets, you do nothing with them, mm-hmm. and you get one negative one, and you're like, <sighs> want to dig in on it because like that's the one that yeah. that, that, that sticks in your head. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, because you know, as as humans, we just want to convince or please. That's what we want to do. And there was actually a study done, and I read about that positive. Um, one negative comment from a person has the physiological effect on your brain of a hundred yep. yep. positive. Yep. 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 Wow. Yep. Why do you, why do you have to battle with just the one prick or one asshole that's got an egg account and just says the dumbest shit and is the biggest idiot? And I still fight with it. And like, I, I try my philosophy on Twitter now is for promotional purposes. only. Yeah. Well, so I, I still do a little bit of going back and forth with people, not nearly like I used to, because it's just not fucking worth it. Well, my well, problem- Twitter's proved one thing in our world: you can. There's a lot more fucking dumb people than we thought. Yeah. There's a lot yeah. of people, a lot of time on their hands, a lot of fucking losers. Yeah. Well, they should have named it shitter. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, mean, I Facebook like I just don't. Yeah, I'm the same. I just don't. You guys, you guys know. I, I engage too much. Like, yeah, I, I don't. Like, I'm just like, not on Twitter. It takes me like no, Facebook. Facebook, Facebook like, I engage. Like, you guys, I'm like, yeah. you guys are constantly like this guy, this guy, and I see like tweets and stuff. I'm like, why are you guys talking yeah. to him? Yeah, like, I mean, I'm like, like why I've are learned, you doing this? Life's too short. Like, I I have learned to to, to like back off. There are times recently. Oh, good for fuck you. you. But there are times like I'll have the comment written, and I'm like. Nah, nah, nah. Fuck this page. These people are stupid. <laughs> like, so. Yeah, I, I have a lot of tweets that I put in the chamber, but then I take them out of the yeah, chamber. Yeah, yeah. Play a little Russian, Russian roulette with them. All right, so, Jay, we know you got to go. Yeah, yeah. But before you go, you got to give us our Gargano. Oh, <laughs> uh, Anthony. Yes. I don't do him, like, nearly as much. I don't do any of them as much as I used to. So can I'm you, not do, as, can like, you do well a mic? <laughs> nah. What's that? Can you do a, a mic? A Mikey Miss? Yeah. I can't do Mike. I've never been able to fit, crack the code on him. He's just kind of generic. I got my digs in on Mike on his last day when I called in. I scared. Yeah. <laughs> I see I the thing. I'm like, I was did you see this? To I said, did you see this? He goes, he goes, I didn't see it, but I, I was there. Like, I did it. Like, <laughs> well, I had fucking no idea. Tyrone texts me at, like, quarter after five, four and was like, hey, Mike just announced today's his last day. I haven't talked to Mike since like January when Mike was telling me he was going to fuck them and he was going to quit in May, no less. So Tyrone texts me that, that, and so I assume Mike quit. I didn't know that they basically told him to get the fuck out. Oh, okay. So I assume Mike was like, Hey, I'm, I'm retiring. I'm good. And I'm going off into doing whatever the fuck. 
So he texts me and I go, oh, yeah, I'll call in like 15 minutes. So he's like, all right, good. So I get on with him and I'm assuming Mike quit. Not that Mike was pushed <laughs> out. And I'm like, so what do you got? You going to announce something else today? <laughs> and he's like, no. I'm like, wait a fucking plan. And it came off as really awkward. And yeah. I made him play the, oh, Mikey Miss, won't see him no more drop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And people were like, oh, that's what, that was uncomfortable. I'm like, fuck, when I got fired, I called Mike. And I told him to play the, oh, Martinez won't see him no more drop. Like, yeah. It's the thing we did for everybody. Whenever yeah. somebody got fired, quit, whether it was a player, coach, somebody in the industry, we always did it. So, fuck, he deserved to get it, too. Yeah. Fuck him. Yeah. You know? But whatever, yeah. it is what it is. Fuck them. But you know, I'm sure Anthony was broken up about it. Oh, Mikey Mish, what am I gonna do without him here? I, no, I love seeing you every day, bro. You're beautiful. These people are beautiful. You know, and the whole thing. When I worked with him, I was like, we'd come in, and we'd be doing the beginning of the show, and he'd be talking about whatever, and I go on like a rant yep, about yep, like the Eagles, yep. and he'd go, No, forget about that. It's not about that. I go, what do you mean forget about that? I mean, don't even worry about that. I'm like, I'm worried about that. Listen that, to it, me, Bout. It's not along my line of thinking. <laughs> I got the whole thing in here. Forget about that. I'm like, what the fuck, dude, you cocksucker? You shot me down. Way to validate oh, my feelings. Yeah. He needs validation. I need validation. That's why... When I get a writer on, I give my resume when I bring him on. You know, <laughs> so he knows I did the whole thing, too. He's a, he's a movie star now, man. Anthony. No, I know. Yeah. That was cool. Sure, every time you hear him, though, he tells you, you know, yeah, when I, when I wrote, when I was in Chicago, I used to write you yeah, know, yeah, for the yeah, paper. Yeah, yeah I, I covered Mike. Yeah. You know, me, me and Jordan. Yeah, I covered Mike and, you know, New York, the Post, the whole thing. <laughs> the Post. Yeah, and the whole thing. <laughs> I love Anthony now. What the fuck? I, I like yeah. Anthony. Yeah, yeah, I like like beauty, and the thing is, like, I, you know, we we've met him a couple times, like off the air. You know, obviously, you know, obviously better. Than oh, how you doing? But but, he, good. but he's yeah, like he's so he's so touching you. Yeah, he's so he's so genuine. He's and massaging like, your shoulder. I'm like, you got a knot there, bro. <laughs> you need a trigger point. Let's rub, rub that out. Sweatpants and a but t-shirt. Yeah, like the fucking gray sweatpants. I'm like, oh, you're the Sicilian same. tuxedo. Like you're the same motherfucker on the air that you are off the air. Like I love that. That's the great. Beard. The yeah. beard's not like he's always got five o'clock shadow. Yeah. It's not a great beard. No, it's not. No, no he does not grow a great beard. I, I will give him <laughs> shit on that. No, he, he's ball. he's got a great heart and. Yeah, he's great. Yeah, great dude. Yeah, he never he seemed just... to really enjoy the uh, impersonation a whole lot, but no, he no, he does. No, he, he comes with me one day when I was working with Mike still, and I was doing him a I lot. Think I, I was all like, you told this story. Yeah, he goes, "It's cuz, not cuz." <laughs> like, what are you talking about? He goes, "Your impersonation, it's wrong." I go, "What do you mean?" He goes, "It's cuz with a Z, not cuz with a G." I go, "Oh." Punch. All right. So I said, what's going on, Bo? <laughs> and then he punched you in the chest. Yeah. yeah and he really claps my lung. The one time when I like like sung as like, him, yeah. Yeah. I sung as that L. King song. Have me a boy 
turned into a man. Gave him all the things that he couldn't understand. Wow. Yo, Mikey Mish. They call me the bow. <laughs> he said a text after I did it live on the air. And he goes, I'm going to beat your ass. <laughs> you know what? You knew he was laughing his ass off. Yeah. Ironically, yeah. last night, so Gary and I were in a, uh, at a bar last night, and we were at the, the trivia, and it was 2010 edition, and they played a bunch of 2010 songs. I'm like, I don't fucking know. They were all pop songs. That was one of them. And I'm like, I know the song, and I can't. X-Years and Oats from Elk King. Yeah, and I'm like, I don't know who, yeah, and I'm like, I don't know who sings it. Dude, and we just, we trashed that trivia. Like, I don't want to say it on the air, what we were yeah. putting on there, but like, we were putting all kinds of nasty shit on there, and like, we turned it in, we're like, all right, we're out. Um, Say something. That you don't want to say something on this. Our team show. name. Our team name was Cunt Jones. So there's that. Um, which you know. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, she's like, C Jones. You have six points out of twenty questions. We're like, well, we're no, we're out. We named our floor hockey team in high school when I was a sophomore. We named it Off. People were like, why'd you do that? Because if we lose a game on the announcements, they'll announce that such and such team beat Off last night. <laughs> Problem is, it was all hockey players, and we never lost. Oh, that's all. Awesome. Uh, that's all. Awesome. That that's like naming your dog Stay. Come here, Stay. Yeah. Come here, Stay. What the fuck you want? What do you want from me? What do you want from me, Bo? One dog's looking this way, the other one's looking that way. The other one's saying, "What do you want from me? What do you want from me, Bo?" Dolls all fucked up, five o'clock shadow and sweatpants. Uh, He's got a fucking Adidas tracksuit on. Andrew Dice Clay ski goggles on. I'm like, dude, what's with those glasses? Well, you don't like them? I got they're a little obnoxious. Yeah, we want from a Jack and Jill up the hill. Each with a bucket of quarter. Oh! Yeah, with Dice too, yeah. Joe came down with 250. I was over there. Now I'm over here. I'm over here now. <laughs> what do you want? <laughs> you want a cannoli? It's awesome. Unreal. Oh, All right, shit. folks. All right, Jason. All right, thank All you Jason. so much. Hey, enjoy, enjoy, enjoy your yourself, scene, man. man. Yeah. I will. Uh, this is a blast as always, man. We, we we thank you from the bottom of our hearts, man. And, um, you know, thank you for so much for joining us. Oh, before you go, tell the people, the podcast, um, and everything else going on, man. Plug away. So, Flyers Daily, um, I mean, three days a week this time of year. Uh, we'll go back to daily once training camp starts in September, but Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays, tons of interviews uh, with players, coaches, and everybody else. Um, so, we're doing that. We're doing Stick to Hockey Live. We do live stream every one time a week now uh, until the season starts, and we're going to go to three times this year. Okay. And um, that's on Thursdays at 1 o'clock, and then it's available on demand as well. And then Stick to F1. That I do. I do my Formula One podcast with Anthony Mangione. You can check that out on all the podcast things. And um, do I have any? Oh, ah, geez, with Harry. Oh, and Harry yeah. and I are doing that. We're going back to once a week after I get back from vacation. And oh, cool. um, we, do, we do that one usually every Tuesday, I think, at 1 o'clock. We do okay. a live stream, and that becomes available on demand as well. So I got four things going right now. It's awesome. And I got yeah, something else good. in the works for the that's hockey season. Awesome. Oh, that's good shit, dude. I, um, guy. It, it, um, um, yeah, we, Harry and I go back and forth on uh, Instagram about golf. Uh, mm-hmm. he's, he shows it course, and I'm like, hey, man, you ever play? Oh, I never played there, and, you know, I played this and that. But I, I, I was telling him, you got to play Makefield High. Do you, you don't golf, do you, Jason? Uh, I did. I haven't played in a while. I'm afraid I'm going to throw my back out after hurting it, holding a bed sheet. <laughs> but, no, I grew up playing. I, mean, I, grew up in Rad- I grew up playing at Radley Run, played junior golf. and Oh, cool, man. Um, yeah, and uh, – 
started put it down for a little bit and started playing in college again and uh, played quite a bit. I mean, I played a ton, played a lot of tournaments as a kid. Oh, that's so, awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I was, I was down. I was down like a four at one point, but oh shit, no, no close, not close That's to that awesome, now. Man. I, I'm about a twelve, and I'm thrilled. <laughs> so, you know, yeah, that I'm, first round, like I'll go out and I'll play like two rounds a year. Like that first one, I'll be really good. I'll shoot like a seventy nine, and then the second one, I'll go out and I'll shoot like an eighty nine because I'm using I'm, my fucking brain's getting in the way. Yeah, so yeah. it is, dude. That is What's more that, mental than physical. Is it difficult. Yep. Yeah, that game really will is. fuck you up. But I was telling him, I was like, you got to play Makefield Highlands. I never played it. I'm like, it's a beautiful links course. It's up near me. I'm, you know, I'm in Newtown, basically, in Yardley, yeah. Yardley area. Dude, it's a, he's like, oh, I got to play it. But I got to get him on the show. Like, I would love to get Harry on the show. He's, he's, oh, he's great. great. Yeah. He, Harry's the best. I mean, yeah. He's got his Harryisms. You know, yeah. the, the most classic one. We went into a meeting with our old boss at one time, the new boss at, at the Fanatic. EJ came in and took over for Nahagian. Mark, I can't believe I got let go. And uh, he comes in and like one of our first meetings, he's like, just trust me on this. You need to take more phone calls. And we're like, fuck, we don't want to take more phone. We'll take less. Yeah. He's like, just trust me. Trust me. I know what I'm doing. We walk out in the hallway and Harry looks at me and goes, if you have to tell me you know what you're doing, you don't know what you're doing. <laughs> I'm like, you're dead fucking right. Yeah. This is going to work out. <laughs> mm-hmm. He was done yeah. on him right there. Yeah. Oh, man. All right, boys. All right, Jason. All right, take Jason. care, brother. Virtual fist bump. Yeah, there yeah, you man. go. Thanks yeah, a man, lot. Man. Enjoy, guys. Thanks get for your, having me. Get yeah, your absolutely. pull, brother. Have a safe get trip. Get your pull, boys. Yep. All right, brother. Cheers. Jason Martinez. Always a good time. Fucking great, man. Always awesome. a good time. All right, so that we got to get into it. Yeah, let's get in football. That was awesome, man. Yeah, yeah, we're going to go right back into uh, 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 time for divisions. Here we go. And we're going to go right off with a fucking bang. Uh, you fucking pig. Oh, we got yeah, like I had it set up where there's no ads. All right. So we're going to start off with the AFC West division because that's where we should start. The AFC West division might be the best division in football. It might be the best division that we've ever seen. Oh, Jason Mays, by the way. Relatable material. Nice work. Yeah. Thanks, Jason. That was good. Yeah, Jason Martinez. He's actually, uh, I think he's gone to the other agency. What was that? A little birdie told me he's gone to the other agency. He's gone to New Jersey. Oh, yeah. Enjoy. All right, there you go. All right, so the Los Angeles Chargers last year were 9-8. A disappointing 9-8. With, with the talent they had, Mike Williams, Herbert. Dude, they're but a they, disappointing 9-8 every year. Well, quarterback. I mean, they they, they improved. What? Uh, it's Herbert, right? Yeah, Herbert's good. Additions. DeAndre Carter, Gerald Everett, Khalil Mack. Mm. Yeah, here's all the defense. Khalil Mack, Morgan Fox, Sebastian Joseph Day, Austin Johnson, Kyle Van Noy, J.C. Jackson, Bryce Callahan. They I drafted mean, a guard. They drafted a safety at the guard was Zion Johnson, safety JT Woods. They lost Justin Jackson, Jarrett Cook, Brian Galudja. Let me see. Uh, that's basically it. Kazir White to the Eagles, Chris Harris. They they bolstered up their defense, right? Right. I mean, well, I mean, their offense is good, though. I mean, they, you know, they got Williams or Ke- Allen and Williams. Yeah, Mike Williams, Keenan Allen. Uh, Eckler. Eckler. Their problem last Herbert, year was yeah. defense. Right. Great. Great. Right. Um, they got a Khalil Mack. Khalil Mack's not what he once was, but he's a nice piece to put on the other side of Bosa. Joey Bosa? Yeah. And they, they, they got Jackson, the, the cornerback. Um, 
they made moves. They made moves in the secondary. Um, I think they're better. I do. I think I had. A, I think they had a really good offseason. We got the Raiders, a ten and seven last year. Raiders added Nick. Dude, I, I got to blow through this. Nick Mullins, Garen Gilbert, so they ordered a bunch of quarter, quarterbacks. Brandon Bolden, who by the way is backing up uh, the other former Patriot. Uh, fuck the other. Uh, I'll get to it in a second. Jacob Johnson, Devontae Adams, Demarcus Robinson, Keenan Cole, Matt Collins, Jacob Hallister, Chandler Jones. Uh, Is he J- related to Cunt J- Jones? Jalen Jane Brown, Mikael Kaiser, Kenny Young, Rox Rox Sayin, Anthony Everett. I mean, they bought. I mean, they signed everyone under their fucking sun. Where they drafted. They drafted some offensive weapons, offensive linemen, Dylan Parham, Neil Farrell, and they drafted uh, Zemir White. He's not going to see the field, by the way, because uh, the Raiders have a fucking three-man backfield. It's it's. Uh, Damian Jacob, Harris and uh, it's Jacobs. Ha- Jacobs not, it's Josh Jacobs. Um, not Harris. Uh, um, who's our backup? Um, well, Brandon Bolden's the third. It's the, it's another former Patriots. Yeah, it's um, Richard or is that? No, he's still at the end of the What's his name? Right, well, well I was thinking about that. The losses: Mariota, Zay Jones, Rich and Caniello because he retired. Uh, Yannick Nakanu. Um, Desmond Trufant. All right. So there's the Raiders. Kansas City Chiefs. They added Marquez Vatten Scantlin, Juju Smith Schuster, uh, offensive tackle Jaron Christian, uh, linebacker Jimmy Cotter, Elijah Lee, also linebacker, safety Justin Reed, Deion Bush, Leon, Lonnie Johnson. They drafted Trent McDuffie, cornerback, defensive end George uh, Fidis, Sky Moore, receiver who might be their number three this year. They lost Darrell Williams, Tyreek Hill, Byron Pringle, Demarcus Robinson. Wow. Um, they lost a lot. Uh, Melvin Ingram's gone. They, Anthony they, Hitchens is gone. They, Tyron Matthews gone. They had a goddamn line change on their fucking wide receivers. Yes, they do. Yeah, it's it's a completely different court. Yeah, it is. But one thing Andy Reid. Their losses are big names. Yeah, but the one thing Andy Reid's good at drafting is wide receiver and running back. And quarterback. Right. He's yeah. good at that, too. Denver Broncos last year, 7-10. and 10. Again, this is an overhaul of a division that's just going to make it. Every Monday Night Football game should be a fucking AFC West game. Russell Wilson, Josh Johnson, Billy Turner, DJ Jones, Randy Gregory, Alex Singleton, Quan Williams. So, obviously, the big acquisition there is Russell Wilson. And, and Gregory. He's probably and Gregory. Yeah. Uh, draft picks, they drafted a defensive lineman, Nick Bonito, uh, tight end Greg Dolichish. Uh, nothing else there. Uh, offensive uh, offseason losses. Bridgewater's gone. Locke's gone. Noah Fant. Bobby Massey's gone. That was a big loss. Uh, Kenny Young. That was Noah Fant. Yeah, Kyle Fuller. So they're all gone. All right, so that's the AFC. That's your AFC West. All right, so what do we think? Um, mm. I'll go first if you want. God, go for it. I still think the Chiefs win this division. Until they're knocked off, I think they're at the – I'm not going anybody. I know they lost Tyreek Hill, but again, Andy Reid's really good at drafting um, skill positions. I think they can replace Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill, I, I know that, that I might love be Tyreek Hill. I wow. love Tyreek Hill. He's a one-trick pony, though. As soon as he loses his step, he's not the same guy. He hasn't yet, though. Right, he hasn't. But so I think it can be replaced because of who's drafting there. 
But so what's he I'm replaced with? Because that speed that he that guy has. They they're replacing him with Juju, obviously. Right. The, Who but, doesn't have speed? That's no. Speed. But but they'll Juju, they'll figure it Sky out. Sky Moore has speed. Yes, they'll figure it out. Juju I, I has, just think that Juju's a possession. He's a slot receiver at this point. Right. He, he just doesn't have the breakaway speed. So I'm I'm taking the Chiefs. I guess I'll say. At this point, Juju's on his like fourth year. He's he's he doesn't. Well, He's then he was, never, he was never a speedster. But yeah. anyway, sorry, sorry. So I'm taking the Chiefs. I'll say 12-5. and five. I think the Raiders finish behind them. 11-6, and six, maybe 12-5. and five. And I think the Broncos finish 11-6. and six, Wow. Right there. And I think the Chargers are just the odd team out in that division. Finish 10-7. and seven. I think so you the Chargers. all four of them yes, in, definitely. Like, with double-digit wins. Yes. They might be. Yeah. Yes. Is that possible? I think it's the Chiefs and then the Chargers. Okay. Right. So, yeah, be- I mean. Because the Raiders are the Raiders. They still got Carr as a quarterback. Carr's all right. Carr's an all right quarterback. They also got Devontae Adams now. So, and yeah, Hunter Renfro. And Darren Waller. That's a good. Yeah. And I mean, Josh Jacobs. And Carr had a really good year there. Yes, year. he did. Yeah, Mike. Yeah, so. All right. Yeah, I mean, it, I don't know about Carr. It, he's kind of a wild card. Devontae Adams, I love Devontae Adams. But it'll be interesting to see what he does without Rob. Like He's still the best receiver in football. Right now, yeah. Yeah, he's still the best. I you Yeah, I mean I would tend to agree, but it, it, you always wonder, is he a product of the system? He, is he a product of Rodgers? He or? made Derek Carr made Hunter Retro a name that you have to look at. Yeah. Derek Carr is a good quarterback. Alright, so yeah, I mean, I'm with Ryan. Um, I can't unsurf the Chiefs until they do it. Until they're knocked off. Until they're knocked off. They, they've been they've been too good to to not. Juju is a possession receiver, but he's still a he's still a pretty decent receiver. I think that he's going to actually upgrade his game a little bit playing with the Chiefs over Pittsburgh. No, I'm Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey is. You know, right. still the best tight end in football, at least offensively. Um, yeah, and, you know, it's offensive-minded. Andy Reid coach. I, I'll, I'll put them at – I'll put them at a 11-6 in the dog fight division. Um, That's a tough division. It, it's know? a tough decision. I'm going to go – I'm going to go – am I going to go next? I guess I'm gonna go. The, I'm gonna go the Chargers. I like, actually yeah. take a step up and actually go ten and seven and make the playoffs. Um, the Chargers take it to the next level. I think that I'll go. I'm between ten and seven, nine and eight for the Raiders. And then I'm gonna actually say nine and eight, missing the playoffs for Denver. I think Russell Wilson as a I, I know they made a couple other moves, but I don't know. Like they, Denver just uh, like I don't know. Something I, I'm not sold on Denver. So I, I'm in the um, same boat. I look at Denver. They, the receiving core is going to benefit tremendously with having Russell Wilson. They got two the, the, yeah, Ju, Judy and Judy. Sutton. Um, Actually, three and Tim Patrick. And Tim Patrick. Yeah, right. they, they're going to have a really good core there. I just think they're going to be behind. All the time, because that defense is still a problem. 
So I thought uh, their defense was like number one like two years ago or something, weren't they? Like yeah, really like, good. I, don't, I, don't I don't know what, what happened to them. last year. They just I don't think they were all that great. Stop the run last year. But, but not even that. You got a new quarterback coming in, and you know it takes time for a quarterback and and wide receivers and the offensive line to gel. It's actually the best, probably the best offensive line that Russell Wilson's ever played behind. So that's one thing. Um, but it still takes time for them to gel. But there's something I, I don't know because I'm looking at the rest of the division and I'm like I, I don't know how to fuck. All right, I'm, I'm going to put it this way. I'm going to say the Chiefs do get dethroned, and they get dethroned by the Chargers. I just I love what the Chargers did defensively. They they built up that defense tremendously. Justin Herbert's the real deal. They have a great offense, a great running game, great receiving core. Maybe I they'll just, win games by field goals instead of losing them, or maybe uh, like maybe yeah. like maybe the field goals that like that they miss will actually make, or the field goals that. Are going against them at the last minute. They'll miss. Like maybe this is a year that the things finally break right for the damn yeah. team. I'm gonna say Chargers, Chiefs, and man, I'm fucking in between here. That's I'm gonna go Broncos and then Raiders, and reluctantly, like one, like three A, three B. Like it's gonna be close. Like it's not like they're gonna be bad teams. Do you? Have, the, what's, what's your what's your records? Do you have them winning records or? What? I'm not doing the records. So you think, you think the Chargers... You, you the got Char- two playoff teams out of that division? Yeah, you're going to get two. Yeah. You might get three. You I might think get, you get You three. might get three divisions. I get think three. you get three out of that division. I think, I think at least three of them are going to finish with double-digit wins. Yes. So you think the Chargers go above Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes? Yes. I think I think, uh, I think they get hurt with, with Tyreek Hill, and I think they get hurt with no running game. Yeah. Clyde Edwards Hilaire fucking blows. Yeah, that's a problem. Yeah, I don't... He's, I got, he's had plenty of opportunities to prove himself. Yeah. He's he not that good. I got Chiefs, Chargers, and Raiders in the playoffs from that division. Okay. Yeah, I agree with that. NFC West. Seattle Seahawks last year were 7-10. and 10. <laughs> They added Drew Locke, Noah Fant. Um, uh, let me see. Shelby Harris, Quentin Jefferson. Oh, the Phillies just, the Phillies just won? No. Oh, it's, they it's just went off. Oh, they just went. Okay. They went up 4-2. The, the ghost runner scored on a, a Hoskins. Home run. Hoskins. Dead center home run, man. He crushed it. Good. Um, they, already brought the in. they lost Russell Wilson, Jared Elverett. Um, Bobby Wagner, DJ Reed. They they drafted Charles Cross, offensive lineman. Uh, defensive end, Boya Maffei. Kenneth Walker might. We'll see what happens there. Uh, Rashard Penny's probably still a starter there. But yeah, it's just Seattle. They're seven to ten last year. All right. Uh, the next team is the San Francisco 49ers. Last year they finished ten and seven. They added Ray Ray McLeod to match up with uh, Debo, Tyler Croft, nice tight end, Kerry Hyder, Hassan Ridgeway, uh, former Ferris Ward. Yeah. Uh, draft picks were uh, defensive end Drake John J- Drake Jackson. They drafted a running back Tyreen Davis Price. Danny Gray. And who's uh, our starting quarterback? They lost. Trey Raheem. Lance now. Mostert is gone. Um, let me see. Alex Mack is gone. That's basically Jaquissi Tart, who signed with the Eagles. So there's the 49ers. <laughs> and Debo, by the way, is held out. Oh, he's right. still holding out? Yes. Uh, the Rams added Allen Robinson, Bobby Wagner, and Troy Hill. But Super Bowl chance, by the way, guys. Uh, dra- draft picks: Logan Bruss, Kobe Durant, Kyron Williams are their draft picks. 
losses. Sony Michelle, Beckham, Robert Woods, Whitworth. Beckham's still out there. He's Andrew Whitworth, yeah. Von Miller. Um, Von Miller's a tough one. Yeah, that's a tough one. Johnny Hecker, one of the best punters in football. So there's the Rams. And then we got finally the Arizona Cardinals. Just extended Kyler Murray. Uh, they added Marquise Brown, Will Hernandez, and Nick Vigil. They drafted a tight end, Terry, uh, Trey McBride, to eventually take care of Zach Ertz's spot when he's done. Uh, they lost Chase Edmonds, Christian Kirk, Chandler Jones. They lost quite a bit. Mm. And Corey Peters, Robert Alford, and punter Andy Lee. He's been in the league for fucking ever, too. He was with the 49ers forever. So... Um, Did you hear one of the I stipulations in like, Kyler Murray's contract? I don't know if they're... Yeah, they took it out. Yeah, we can talk they about it real quick. So the they edit, took so, it out. So basically, when the contract, when the news of the contract came out with Kyler Murray, that's he's, fine. We can talk about it now because we get rid of it later. Four, uh, he's got to spend four four hours studying. He used Not to. anymore. All right. Well, they took it yeah. out because he was offended and said, I'm flattered that you think you can play football at this level without studying. There's a problem there. Yep. That means that he don't give a fuck about reading tape. No, he, don't, he doesn't watch. He doesn't watch film. I gotta be honest. Like I, sure? I, I almost, <laughs> I wanted to draft Kyler Murray last year. I didn't get a chance to. Um, I'm concerned because the last same, year wasn't good. The same thing happens with him every year. He lights it up for seven, eight games, twists an ankle, and then he can't figure it out because he doesn't watch film. He doesn't progress. Like he it's evident on the field. He hasn't progressed. He's the same player right now that he was when he was drafted. He hasn't gotten better. He's, it's it's un, maybe it's unfair for us to say that this is who he is. Uh, is he Mike Vick, where he relies on his athleticism and that's it? Maybe, I'm maybe that's gonna, who he is. I, I'm not comparing him to Michael Vick. There's no comparison there. Well, but no, but, it is. You're you're thinking of. Now I get what you're saying. You're thinking of Michael Vick as a running quarterback who makes like, you know video game moves, and Kyler Murray's not that guy, because Kyler Murray's not a running quarterback. Kyler Murray's more of a quarterback that scrambles and wakes and just throws the ball up in the air as a jump ball. They're right. two different style quarterbacks, but they're both still relying on their athletics cool, in the same man. way. Oh, fair enough. Alright, so this division... Yeah, this division... Um, I got the Niners winning this division. I yeah. really, really, I really like the Niners. Wow! I really do. Um, if Trey, if, if Trey Lance is the guy they think he is, now this is pertaining yeah, on Debo yeah. resigning. Of course, yeah. If he doesn't resign, then if he holds you know, out. That's right, right, right. Because he's so dynamic. And, right. Yeah. So like, if they have Debo, I'm taking the Niners here, twelve and five, thirteen and four. Okay. Um, I think the Rams finish right behind them. I think this division is a fight with the Niners and the Rams, okay. but I'm taking the Niners. Um, right, but the, the, the Rams right behind them. If the Niners finish 13 and four, I'm taking the Rams 12 and five. Right. Um, then Seattle. I just I'm not buying in on Arizona. Like, a, wow. I, I think they're a seven eight win team right now. Seattle's going to finish at the bottom, right? Just because it's it's a right, and I Seattle right. Seattle's kind of rebuilding here, and I think Seattle's behind the Cardinals okay. at, the, at the bottom of the division. Okay, 
Yeah, so I mean that's that's interesting because you said that it's the two best divisions in football. I don't know if the NFC, NFC West is the best division. Um, in the they, NFC. In the NFC, I, it's it's hard to say. I mean, I guess when we go through it, we'll find out. Um, uh, okay. Now, so I think the Rams right now, again, I hate the Rams. I hate the way that they. I think I think I it's a the three-team race. But I think that the Rams are are really good, and I got them. Holy I'm going to have them at 13 and four. I'm going to have them 13 and four, winning the division. Maybe even fourteen to three. You know what? I'm going to say fourteen to three. The Rams are fourteen to three. They're they got they got everything together, and they didn't get anywhere. No, um, dude. I, I got to tell you, I think it's an upgrade. Adding Allen Robinson over OJ OD Odell Beckham. Right. Odell Beckham. Yes. Yeah. Allen Robinson's Beckham played really good for. No, him. he did. But really the, Allen Robinson has played with shit quarterbacks and still somehow gets ninety to hundred targets. A season. Yeah. Last year he did not because he's playing with Justin Fields. Look at his track record. Al Robinson's been the fucking demand. So he's got to go to – he finally gets, a, you know, a good situation there. I know, yeah. by the way, there's some, you know, a guy named Cup that's still – Now, Cup can take some of that away from him, but, you know, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, either – but I'm just saying that that's – so I got them. I then I, I actually – Cup might actually add to Allen Robinson. He might. Allen out Robinson might end up with 120 catches because of Cooper Cup. Because they, they focus on him. Because everybody's focusing on Cooper Cup. Yeah. Like so the Rams just keep finding a way to be at the top. I don't get it. Like they, they when are they gonna have to pay the Piper? It's gonna well, happen. Like, no, it's gonna happen in the probably two, three years. Two or three years. But it's I, gonna we, happen. We said two or three years ago it was gonna happen in two or three years. No, fuck. you didn't. No, yeah, you we didn't. did. No, you we didn't. did. When they signed Ramsey, when they signed yeah. the, like Von Miller. When like he got Von was, Miller, yeah. The, the fucking guy that uh, the wasn't um, that one that uh, Adamica Sue played for them? No, there was. Who's the guy from Jacksonville? They. Oh. Well, uh, there's Ramsey from Jacksonville, and then there was somebody else oh, that they oh. got. What a nice double play they just turned the Pirates. They just did. It was safe. So anyway, um, sorry. No, <laughs> I. So the Rams, I'm gonna go 14 and three. I think there's a big drop off after that. I'm gonna go. The next team I'm gonna go is San Fran at 10 seven. Do you think the Rams run away with that division? Yes. That yes. Yes. Um, and then I have – there's a lot of turmoil. You know what? Now, I'm going to say – I'm going to say Arizona finishes 11-6. They make the playoffs. Um, so, Arizona finishes over the Niners? I, yeah, I think they do. Yeah. Because the Niners have a, a, a new quarterback. Wow. Rookie quarterback. Um, that defense, though. The defense is really that good. fucking defense. Debo Samuel. And, and yeah, I, I think that. Um, I don't think Debo Samuel is 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 something that's going to be early, Ryan. I think that's going to that's going to that's going to be extended. You think the holdout goes? I know. He, yeah, yeah. He, he'll he'll be he'll have a new contract. That'll be three or four games. Seattle, so. Seattle. I, I think Seattle's going to be like five and twelve. Like, yeah, I, I think, think Seattle. Seattle's going to be a less than five win team. They're yeah. they're last in my list. Unless um, Drew Locke, like. Finally realizes some kind really? of potential and I turns wonder, into I, I, Really? So Debo, but Debo's Drew Locke's got a cannon. Debo's done the, it for, but he's got nobody. What year to. is this? Is, I guess it's. Yes, he does. He's got DK oh, Metcalf and Lockett. Yeah, and Lockett. Yeah, that team. That team's a fucking dumpster fire. I th- well, yeah. Th- I, I, I mean, Penny came on. Late right, like I think they're hard to figure out. Like I, I, 
If Drew Locke reaches some kind they of defense, defense, come on, they Drew Locke. Mike, I hear you. Like, like, Wait, I, you, I, I, I hear on, you, dude. Hold on. Are you taking Drew Locke over? over I'm not even taking Drew Locke over Jalen Hurts. No, are you taking Drew Locke over the other quarterbacks in that division? Are you taking Drew Locke over Trey Lance? Yeah. Why? No, I'm not. No, no. Are you taking, I'm not. And you're not no. taking him over Kyler Murray, and you're no. not taking him over uh, Stafford. So there you go. Yeah, I, I think it's easy. I think the Rams, 49ers, Arizona, and then Seattle. Yeah, like Seattle, I'm not saying Seattle doesn't finish last. I but think they're a four-win team. Don't, you don't think that but if Drew Locke f- somehow figures something out, they're going to win more than four games. Yeah, you know what? I'm going to – I forgot. Hopkins is suspended for half a year, right? Or yeah, I, I still don't think it matters. I, I think they still have a decent enough – Who, Arizona? Yeah. To make the playoffs? Or? Yeah, well, they, they added uh, – They lost Chris and Kirk, too. Did they added somebody? Chase Who the fuck did they add? Yeah, I said they added somebody. I forget. I don't know. I delete everything. I still don't think Arizona. But, but no, I, I mean, think I think the division's a two-team race with, with the Rams and the Niners. No, but I was flip-flopping back and forth, but I forgot Hopkins is out half the year. With Hopkins out half the year, I think San Fran flops with Arizona and takes second in that. But they added Mark, uh, Holly O'Brown. All right. That's, that's nice. Better than Christian Kirk. Okay. I guess. I don't know. I Hollywood Browns. Hollywood oh, Browns better. I had them both on my fantasy team last year, and yeah, but Hollywood uh, Brown. I I, I I hear you, but Hollywood Brown was playing on Baltimore, right? Lamar. Baltimore doesn't run the or the Baltimore doesn't pass. Well, Lamar Jackson's supposed to get paid. He's a great quarterback. Lamar yeah, Jackson that, that. is a playmaker. He's not a passer. Like you're not. Is Kyler Murray? Is Kylie Mar- Murray a passer? More, yes. more of a passer than yes, Lamar Jackson. I was just explaining this to, to your brother, like. More, more of a pass than Lamar Jackson. That throws the ball up for grabs and jump balls. And stuff. Kyler Murray throws for a ton of yards. Kyler Murray's not as much of a runner. Lamar Jackson's a bruising right, so running Ky- back type. So Kyler Murray's not much better than Lamar Jackson? I think Kyler Murray's going to throw for a lot more yards than Lamar Jackson. I don't know if he's a better quarterback, but he's going to throw for a lot more yards. He's going to be a better quarterback for wide receiver than Lamar So Marquise Jackson. Brown's going to be better with Kyler Murray than he was yes. with Lamar? Okay. I think he will be. I think he'll be more consistent. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, all right. So that's that's the divisions. There you go. And we got to do while you were drunk, and then we'll uh, call the show because we got quite a bit uh, to cover real quick. Uh, we'll try to go through this as quick as we can because we're already over. You know, we're approaching three hours here. I am not drunk, man. You gotta make me drunk. It's time to catch up on some things you may have missed. Do you think a six pack is is acceptable? While you were drunk. I'm drunk and I love cats. What more do you need to know? Jonathan Papelbon, uh, since we were out, made the news um, talking shit on the Phillies. Fuck him. Yeah, he's a piece of yeah, shit. I'm out. He's a piece of shit. Basically talking shit on uh, Bryce Harper, um, saying he's not a leader. So his exact uh, quote is... Does Papelbon need to here. choke a bitch? I don't know what's going on. Uh, it's... Um, Basically saying it's always been kind of chaotic, chaotic in Philadelphia with the fans, with the players, with the front office. It's like a shit show there. And for me, I see the shit show continuing. I mean, they fired their manager, what, two months into the season? As long as that stuff keep, keeps happening, Philadelphia will never win again. They'll never get back to the playoffs. First of all, he's a fucking idiot. Because since we've done that, the Phillies have been a, one of the better teams in the league. So he's a fucking moron for saying that. Agreed. 
when they brought me in, again, this is Jonathan Papelbon, Cliff Lee and Roy Halladay and everybody started getting hurt and all this shit show began. After that, I believe. It's been nothing but downhill for that team since then. And there's been nothing even close to resembling a postseason team. Meanwhile, how many, I'm sorry, how many, how close were they last year to maybe get into the playoffs last year? And the year before that? Like, they've been, they've been they've pretty been close. They've been somewhat close, but all right, whatever. And then he talked about Harper, Bryce Harper, who, by the way, got in an altercation, if you remember. Remember they choked each other in the I fucking dugout? Yeah. 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 I don't necessarily see an, I don't necessarily see Bryce Harper being a huge leader of that team because he was never because a Because le- a fucking decade ago. Yeah. He was never a leader when I played with him. Oh my god. Relax. Oh. Relax. <laughs> <laughs> right, so right at him. Phillies win. Phillies win. Yeah, so he said he doesn't see Harper being a leader. He was never a leader when I played with him. He kind of went about his own business, was more of a me guy or an I guy. Wasn't really into what it was happening in the clubhouse and didn't have that pull for the team. I totally agree with him 10 years ago. I think he's now a team guy. He was a me I'm guy. The, I'm he not going to lie. arrogant punk and like a me if guy. You, if you remember when he was becoming a free agent, I was worried uh, about it. He's overrated. He's like I said guy. it yeah, over I, and over and over. He's not now. He's changed. Yes. He's, he's matured. He's turned into a different player. So that's all I'm saying so what, about this. Yeah, so Jonathan exactly. Papelbon. <laughs> Char- speaking of, Charles Johnson died. Uh, former Philadelphia Eagles receiver. Died at the age of 50. What happened? Did, did you guys hear like what the cause of death was? See, he really thought he was a better receiver than he was. And then when he realized he wasn't, he, he, he was like, oh, my God, and dropped that. I think the problem was uh, they, they pulled the sheet off and they're like, oh, no, that's just Torrance Small. We made the mistake. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's Todd Pinkston. It's Todd Pinkston. We made the mistake. No, he's now, Charles Johnson came over from the Steelers, I think. Yeah. Became an Eagle. Played for here for you know, played here for a couple of years. Yeah. Speaking of another guy who's dead, um, oh, do I have a fucking uh, – here we go. I'll go home and get your fucking shine box. From that movie. Yep. Paulie. Paul Sorvino. Paul, Paul Sorvino died uh, also this week. Uh, They're all dead. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Like, fucking How the fuck is Paulie? Fucking Paulie. Ray, Ray Liotta. Fucking Henry Hill. Paulie, Paulie Walnuts. And fucking Sonny fucking Corleone. Yeah, they're all dead. They're all dead. Must have been something in the Look, look. Damn, I thought the look, 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 look what they've done to my boy. Look I thought what the they've Phillies done to my boy. Up in the, the wild card, oh, fucking dead. Four wins in a row. Four, four out of five. Get a horse nah, they're, they're t- tied. But so I'm gonna get rid of that. It's like losing in the Cardinals. We were to talk about the Kyler Murray thing, but the All Star game last week. <coughs> the least watched last week. Yep. Least watched All Star game in history. I didn't watch it. Least, I didn't watch it. Least well, I didn't. I was in Germany. Least watched all-star game in history. Um, what does that say about the product? You know, are, is there concern there? Like, is there? No, because the, the all-star game is a joke. It's an exhibition. But it's is dumb. It? But why does the NBA all-star game do better when that's even more of a joke? Why the NFL Pro Bowl? Like, I don't think. Okay, so all right, so the NFL Pro. Well, all right. The NFL Pro Bowl. The MLB, the MLB the, all-star game might be the best all-star game. All right, but listen, hold on, hear me out, right? NFL Pro Bowl, 
It's the NFL. It's the Shield. The NFL is just going to dominate whatever it is. Right. I don't think it does. Like, in the Pro Bowl, like just because it's football, don't mean it's great. No, right. But like, I'm saying, if, like, if, people if it's are going to tune in because it's just right. Like if it's football. an NFL product, because you get it once a week, it's going to win the rank. It's going to win the ratings. Just right, like, right. It's just but like the, pussy. The XFL sucks. USFL sucks. Right, but I'm just saying that if it's anything NFL, like I don't watch a Pro Bowl, but anything NFL is, it's the only time, it's the only week that I take off from watching football. Right. It's during the Pro Bowl. But it's the NFL, so it's just going to – it's just – the NFL is just a rating machine. The NBA – Mr. For Murphy. For, as, oh, that for as shitty as the game is and the product is and what – the NBA All-Star game is entertaining. No, you got it, Sean. Because there, you got people jacking up threes from half court. You got dunks all over the place. There's no defense. This and that. But it's, it's, it's a showcase. Right. You like it's just you take your stars and let them do what they do. It's eye candy, right? Yeah, you can't do that in baseball. You can't. It's just that sport's just not built that way. Right? You can't like. Oh, uh, you messed that up. That's what the home run derby's for. Right? You can't like pitch it over and have somebody hit it 500 feet. It it just doesn't work. Nobody's watching baseball to see a filthy curve. Andre right. Risen's watching that. Oh man, I can't ball. wait to I can't wait to tune in and watch Kershaw six to twelve or twenty six. Right. Nobody cares about that. Right. Nobody see home runs, line drives. Right. You're not you're gonna watch your team like and hope it. that they win, but you're not gonna watch the superstars play hoping to see like a five hundred foot home run. Right. Or hoping to see like a pitcher strike out guys. It just that's that's the okay. reason. Right. <laughs> I, agree. I, I, I agree. I got nothing on hockey. I can't even – I don't know. Hockey's kind of like the fourth sport as it is, I'm, so. Hockey used to be good. They changed it all up and it's just not as good. But, you know, you, you don't have no you, – you got a little less respect for hockey, Ryan, because as, as, as things change, you know, the whole team and the whole division, the style of play is changing. But your team sucks at what was going on in the NHL. No. That's why it's for hard for you to enjoy. It is. You're right. But I even if the Flyers were to shit, I wouldn't enjoy the NHL All-Star game. Probably not. The skills, competi- the skills competition, I think, is kind of cool. I'm just saying the whole aspect of the NHL. It's different. It's different from when we were kids. But it, it's hard to pay attention because the yes. Flyers have not been relevant enough to, like, exactly. yeah, it, it's exactly. it's hard. But I, wa- I watched the NHL playoffs this year. Yeah. I did. Like I, th- I watched them. So are, are, as you're watching that, are you not like, damn, what the fuck? I wish the Flyers could do something. Of course I wish the Flyers were, but, like, it's tough. Yeah. So, Sean, you know? I mean, I don't know. Does that help, like, explain it a little bit better, at least on the All-Star games, of why the NBA is more? Yeah, maybe. It's, a I, I just it's an high-candy <laughs> showcase. Yeah, probably. I mean, it, it could be true. Um, I I don't watch it. I, I think it's a, a shit show. I, I just think that baseball is the most truest sport played in the All Star Game compared to what the no. I mean, it is. is. It's just not. It's just boring. And if and if you I don't guess. have the huge rooting interest, you're not. Yeah, rooting. I, I gotta say, I gotta I gotta say this. You're not wrong, Mike. I looked at the All Star rosters and I'm like, I don't know who half these fucking players are. Right. So that's a problem too because they don't promote the sport like they don't. They don't Justin's do it. Right. They no. Don't promote, they, they don't, don't do a good right. job with it. And so like you look at two thousand. Someone someone's like, oh, in 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 remembrance, it's twenty years ago today. And you looked at that roster, 
you're like, Jesus Christ, the, the fucking All-Stars were insane. Yeah. You it knew every single Bonds, player. Bonds, Clemens, like, the, the fucking, this list was insane. Yeah. Um, it's not, it's not that Now, you're anymore. saying, like, now, if you're telling me, like, hey, tune in, in the first inning, you're going to get the Shogun pitch and then hit the, in the, the bottom half of the inning, I'm in. Who, by the way, Otani might be traded, but we'll see what happens there. Right. They're not, they're not, they're not trading them. Well, they have to they have to do something because they suck and they're gonna he's gonna walk. Oh, Atani. Yeah, dude. Now, I, okay, okay, talk okay. About that the tweet, like, okay, earlier when I said I'm not trading Curtis Painter for any for anybody. If I can get Otani, I'm trading Curtis Painter. Well, that's a stretch. I'm just saying. <laughs> thirty five okay. years thirty five nice. years ago. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, yeah, 30, yeah. Oh, all right, so so we know there's a price now. Yes. Yes. So so it's Otani. So it's Otani. It's the right. only team I'm talking to about Curtis Painter. So he's established that Painter's not on top. Yes. Yes. Okay, <laughs> and neither is Noah. Okay. Hey, Garrett, to get to your point, neither is Castellanos if I can get Otani. Yeah, fuck all three of them. Yes. <laughs> yes. 35 years okay, ago. He's not this Not out. for Otani, no. Three of them in the trade. That all gets you. That gets you a pitcher and a hitter. You got your center field problem solved too, somehow. I don't know. Throw me center field. Fuck, Fuck it. it. Otani, when you're not pitching, you're playing center. So players that are untouchable. Basically. Basically. I'm glad you finally understand. I'm glad you finally understand. Thirty-five years ago, this album came out. What's your favorite out? Al- What's your favorite out? Al- What's your favorite song off the track of the album? My Michelle. Really? Yeah. Good. Mike, what do you got? Uh, get back to me. Hold on. It's so easy. The whole yeah, okay. The whole album's fucking tremendous. It's probably the best debut album ever. My Michelle is a good song. My Michelle is my all-time favorite Guns N' Roses song, though. What do you got, Gary? Pick one. Come on. This song's great, though. I, I can't. I'm fucking innocent. I'm gonna. If I fuck this up, I apologize. You could be mine. No, yeah, you're, yeah, come you're on. Yeah, you're out, Mike. Yeah, all right. Wrong album. Come You're on. Out. See, I, I knew it it's so easy. Album. Welcome to the Jungle, Mr. Brownstone, Night Paradise Train, City, Night Train, Night Train Rocket, Out to Get Me, Rocket My Queen. Michelle, Rocket Queen, pay, uh, that Sweet Child of Mine. You're crazy. You're Par- crazy. Paradise City. I, I would guess Sweet Child of Mine. Mr. Brownstone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That motherfucker. I'm the liar. We go on stage around nine. Get on the bus around eleven. Shit, and a great damn feeling. Fine. fine. You used to do a little, but a little one knew, so a little got more, more. I just keep trying to get a little better, said a little better than before. Uh, JJ Watt. Uh, saw 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 a post. A woman was selling her JJ Watt sneakers. To pay for oh, a funeral, a and JJ Watt turned around and said, "Miss, do me a favor, save your sneakers. I'm going to pay for the funeral. I think it was for her mom, her mom or her yeah, parents' funeral." Was, yeah. 
she put them online, and he saw it and said, don't sell your sneakers. Hold on to them. I'm paying for your entire funeral. That's fucked. Like, dude, that's he, awesome. Like, dude, I mean, what a great. You know what? It's it's like us giving somebody twenty bucks, but it's awesome. Not to change like, the subject, but I mean, you know what? I am going to say it's on the same lines of what JJ Watt just did. When I was in Germany, they don't expect tips. Yeah. So they don't like tips. They don't like tips. Not tits. No, some of them don't like tits because they don't wear the bras. Fishing, 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 nodding. So I'm sitting at a bar. I'm there for like four hours. I get, we got 20 bra. euro. It was like I fucked this, like I fucked him. He, he, dude, he was like, oh, oh my now, God. How, how expensive was, was the beer more expensive? No, less. Really? A beer this big, two liters almost, was four, five euro, which is like four, five, yeah, four or five 70 bucks. Yeah. bucks. yeah, yeah. Don't judge me. Did you see a lot of nipples too? So, fish it, then the I did actually. So, what? I guess they get paid. Like, how do they make money? They, they're, they're, they're raising. Their, sal- like their, their salary's higher. Yeah, yeah. They're. My grandfather loved Hitler. But did they make? <laughs> what the fuck? Okay. <laughs> do they I mean, I, I don't understand dynamics. Like, do they make? They pay money? them more. They but, pay them more. But do they make enough money to pay them? I don't, I don't know. Yeah, uh, whatever. They, they pay them more. The cost of living must be lower there because everything's cheaper there. Sean, it, did, it you, did you find that, like, it was a, it was a poor? No. No? No. No, uh, but what he's no. saying is it wasn't maybe poor, but, the cost, like, you could you could live there. I mean, obviously, the salaries that they're making is less. So 20 euro made his day more than. Dude, his fucking eyes. Look, are, are you serious? Yeah. Yeah, that helps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway. Now tell your wife to show me your tits. So uh, first you did the not the doing done. So the way I see it, I'm on the same level as JJ Watt. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, you're, no, you're not. Well, we just, well, we did, we did, we did, did just explain. Farfag Nogan. So Hit, my tip at twenty dollars is the equivalent of what paying for a yeah. uh, funeral. I think I'm on the same level as JJ Watt. From a oh, salary yeah. perspective, you're not on the same level as JJ Watt. I, I fuck him up too. I'd fuck him up, J.J. Watt. J.J. Watt would run through you. No, he won't because J.J. Watt would get hurt. Yeah, he would. Probably. (laughs) He'd probably twist an ankle on his way to you. He'd still fuck him up, though. He'd chip back. From the ground? Um, Dude, J.J. Watt would beat your ass with, like, fucking two broken arms. He'd headbutt you and beat your ass. The final final while you were drunk, uh, I'm going to leave this to Mike. So, Mike sent me the story. This is the first time we've ever talked about chess. On chess. Show. chess is sport? Yeah. Chess. Yeah. So what Check happened, what happened Mike? Uh, so apparently a robot playing chess broke a child's finger. Yeah. Well, fucker shouldn't have cheated. It's true. How did he cheat? Robot, robot, Inside the know, robot's costume was George Haley. It kid had it coming. Robot kid know. had it coming. Yeah. Giggity, giggity, giggity. He starts to come and then he pulls out. Maybe he's not oh. old enough to come. Shut your yak. I don't know. I didn't. I didn't figure out how old he was. I know. But yeah. Um, <laughs> What's he doing? Is he doing a robot? He's walking along with the guy. Looks like fucking. Oh, I don't even know. Okay. Frankenstein. So. That's yeah. How he I looks, mean, actually. I didn't actually. Read the well, story. Look at me like that. Dude calls out Monday and Tuesday because he was extremely constipated. Who? Uh, 
George Hagel. Who's that? Ah, oh, man. Really? I can't poop. Gabriel Abigail suggests that you need some so, attention to pay anyway, your yeah. butts holes. Um, I didn't actually read the story. I just seen the headline and said, fuck well, that kid. That kind of sucks, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, there's that. Oh, before we go, one last thing. But, you know, I uh, guess computers shouldn't play chess. Yeah, I guess not. And then the robots are breaking kids' fingers now. Yeah. That's kind or of a problem. Robo- yeah, robots shouldn't sure. be there. The last thing before we uh, beco- before we call the show, Pete Rose got the okay to come the to co- come yeah, to the yeah big um, controversy yeah to to the Phillies and all, um, alumni weekend, and it's the first time I think ever that he's been well they were no they he was going to go on the Wall of Fame, he was slated to go on the Wall of Fame the year that it came out that he had the underage affair or uh, whatever yeah. you want to call it, okay. and then they rescinded the offer and didn't have him come back. But in in that and state and the fact that now he's a big problem. And no, the fact it that was. now he in that state he was sixteen and she was still fourteen. So it was a problem in that state anyway. She he thought she was sixteen but she was only fourteen. So even in that state That's why bad. they sold those bobbleheads with him me sliding she was 18, in your honor, who am I to call her a liar? No, a wet pussy no, is a wet pussy. Oh, stop. Don't she was fourteen. <laughs> no. He thought she was sixteen, Your Honor. Back in the fucking seventies, though. <laughs> sure, Ryan just kind of like was like, "Fuck, no. I got nothing." No, not no, no, no. But anyway, that's why they sold that bobblehead with him sliding in the third no, base with was, the girl sitting was, on the base. No, yeah. I don't think they sold that. No. No, I mean you made it up. I've I've seen it, but I don't think they sold it. That thing will. You'd never like get, to sell it. Unlike his victims, that thing will never get old. No. No. Oh. <laughs> Jesus Christ. What an asshole. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yo, alumni weekend, he's going to be outside the women's bathroom going. I just said, what an asshole, man. What do you mean, but I'm an asshole? Go on. Take a couple trips. What are you drinking his beer for? So what are your thoughts? And then we'll close the show out. What are your thoughts on Pete Rose being a part of this? Are you you offended by it? Are you upset about it? Do you think this that he should be there? So I gotta be honest with you. Uh, I, 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 all right. It's so kind of weird. Me. It is weird. You asked me. Um, Why is it weird? I'm gonna try and compartmentalize it and say his achievements on the field should be celebrated. Ty Cobb murdered somebody into the Hall of Fame. Rogers Hornsby was in the KKK. Right. Um. So, I, I guess I'm okay with it. Uh, it doesn't bother me. Dude, he's going to get a standing ovation. Yeah, he will. Mm-hmm. He's going to get a standing O. Um, uh, you know, and it's probably deserved. All-time hits leader. Should he be in the Hall of Fame now? Yes. yes. Should he? Yes. Pete Rose, definitely. Again, it's. I don't know. I, I, my feelings are still. It should I, be achievements I, on the field a little bit. I, I can't. Like, my feelings are still where they were a couple of years ago when that shit came out. Right. And it's like, it was bad enough, like, he gambled and all that shit, and it was already controversial. He's a fucking creep. And then that shit came out, 
where he fucked around with the underage girl, then I was out. Like, I, we had a whole show. He was on my SSCS rant that, that week. And I'm like, no, he's done. Like, he's out. He's a fucking creep. So he'll never see the Hall of Fame. I wouldn't be surprised. So, but, but that doesn't mean he shouldn't be at least invited to events, right? So, like, look, Lenny Dykstra, friend of the show, right? He did some creepy shit. And he did a some shit. creepy shit. And he served time for it. But he sh- should he not be invited to the Mets all-time team? Are you fucking kidding? He helped them win a World Series. But he, if one he was is not invited, he shouldn't be either. Pete Rose helped the Phillies win a World Series. That, and that's what I'm saying. That's what he's, yeah, I'm he's, saying he should be invited to those events. I don't think it was on. I, I think it was unfair for him to be completely excluded from everything. Right? Like, listen, um, listen. Pete Rose did some shady shit. He's been punished for years, man. Years. Yeah, like like it's time. Yeah, like, but I mean, like, like, like when forgive. he was when he was about to be forgiven. When he dies, the they're gonna. To when him. he first of all, Cooper's Cooperstown is a fucking joke. All right, they're they're condescending, hypocritical assholes. There there are players on that ballot. Well, I mean, sh- like let's look at it. Ortiz gets in. He right? did. Yeah, he Which, did steroids. He didn't get caught, right? I, I, or he did he like? A Rod. Like. Fuck you out of here. All right, we're going. To, we gotta. We got in this shit. Yeah, I mean, so. we can talk about this all the time. I mean, Bonds, A Rod, Clemens. Those guys should be like. If Ortiz is in, how are those guys not in? Right. Because Ortiz didn't get caught as much. What's good for one is good for the other. That's all. Like, like Ortiz didn't get caught or didn't didn't thumb his nose at him as much like or Pete, is like more yeah. likable. I think he admitted it. Like Pete Rose said, did some shady. Crazy bullshit. But there was other guys. But he needs to be recognized for what Mark he did McGuire. on the field. Yeah. Did he? Like, Mark McGuire, basically. And then and uh, Jose Canseco, although he might have been a Hall of Famer anyway. But still, those guys, like, they. Like, if you're going to overlook shit for one player, would not do it for everybody. What about Pudge? See? Pudge Rodriguez was on the he air. Should, he should be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, but he's. Did he did he admit the steroids or did yeah he he took PEDs yeah yeah uh isn't he Pudge is in yeah yeah Pudge yeah, is in, in. Is that, uh. that's what that that's what what I'm what I'm saying like you get you go to the Bonds thing Bonds is still adamant that he never did it the whole fucking world knows you did it yep so you're saying it'll the be alright if you just admit it just yes. admit it it'll be alright if you admit true. it yeah, we'll let you in the Hall of Fame stop acting like we're all fucking stupid we know you did it. Fuck you! I'm trying to help you, motherfucker. Well, right. So you think that he would admit it? That it? I think it in? would take a lot of the pressure off, and he would get voted in. Yeah. Hmm. It might be too late now, though. They, like he's not even going to be on the ballot. Yeah. No. That's not fair. Uh, right. uh, maybe he'll be a uh, fucking Bonds. Bonds might be the best player that's ever played the game. It, he's arguably the greatest player ever. I remember when I I saw Superstown, his ball. His baseball when he hit the the, the home run. I that, fucking hate him. But that broke uh, Hank Aaron's. Another kid got it. No, they had an asterisk carved into the fucking leather of the ball. Yeah. I'm like, why even put it in there? Yeah. Like, why even do right. it? Eh. Anyway, all right. We had a good show, man. We want to thank Jason Martinez for joining us tonight. We want to thank the fact that we're back uh, and probably regularly again because now football season's coming around. Um, you know, 
we'll have weeks here and there, but you know we're, we're back for the most part. And yeah, I mean most of the vacations are over with. Yeah. So um, yeah. Gary's off suspension. <laughs> yep. Um, so yeah, we you know, cheers, boys. Cheers. Good show. Yeah, it was a good show. Really good show. Where's your beer at? <laughs> All right, guys. We will see you next week, Mike. You know the uh, what's that thing? Uh, I'm trying to remember what it's what it is that you say. What, what is it out. again? Penis out. See you guys next week. <laughs>